0: It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. We finally made it through the mud. We're into the area that separates the gun fantasy players from the people that follow the amateurs. (laughs) The buy rounds, Sorry, boys. Straight up. We're on fire. Good start. Um, Now, boys... uh, how are you both? Well, are you good? Doing well?
1: Yeah,
2: I'm good, Rob, mate.
1: How you doing? Yeah, keep keeping well, keeping well. How, I, how's your how, how's your holiday, Rob? It was a good holiday. I, the good, the best thing about it was not watching footy because both guys I traded in got you know <laughs> mm. sub ten scores, um, which just might be the worst, my worst ever tr- trade round ever in oh. fantasy. Um, but you know, I was on holiday, so I could kind of just forget about <laughs> it for a little while, which was nice. Um,
0: yeah. Look at the bright side. You scored almost 100 points more than me, even with that. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah thanks for, um, thanks for clearing, yeah. I think, on that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, but what, what happened to you, mate?
0: Oh, what didn't happen, mate? No. Ja- Jacob Host, James Fisher Harris, Ben Trebojevic, oh, Brandon Smith, Harris, Lucky Miller, and I had to play Isaiah Katawa and mm. Isaiah Papali, who I traded in. He was 34, mm. but better than Andrew Davy who got five. So anyway, but, but boys, that was so long ago. We're into this week now, mm-hmm. and we've been uh, dished up a fresh batch of, you know, anxiety for fantasy coaches. But before we jump into that, boys, I want to um, just cover off on some overarching topics. And the first one that I want to touch on, because I know we didn't speak about it enough last week and on Sunday's State of Origin, so, obviously, teams are out. There's a few surprises, I would say, um, in the lineups. Uh, Rob, as the impartial bystander to State of Origin, what would you mm. say was your biggest surprise from the State of Origin teams, um, as in, like, who could be either somebody that got picked that you didn't expect or somebody that didn't get picked that you were shocked didn't get picked? I think
1: Pengai was my most shocking. Um, but I also, at that point, didn't know how injured um, Jack Roy, was, Mm. um, so maybe that's what affected it, but I probably would have had, um, Jack DeBellin over, Pangai. But as said previously, Freddie's too dumb to pick DeBellin. So, um, here we are. Um, That's Dragon's captain, Jack DeBellin to you, mate. Exactly. Yeah. And he could be a fantasy captain this week. We'll, we'll get there. Um,
0: to, to to be fair with, with the selection of Pangai, and I, I want to stick with this point for a minute. It's very clear. What his job is in this team? Yep. and it's to make somebody go off with a broken arm in the first ten minutes. Like, just run and tackle until you're tired, and then go off and don't come back on. So yeah, he
2: might he might only play like fifteen minutes in this game. <laughs> yeah, well that was will
1: be it.
0: Yeah, that, well that's it. He's in the Denamis Louis role. Remember when Donamus Louis played for Queensland?
1: Origin oh, Hero, Denemus Louis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, oh, what about what about you, mate? What was your biggest surprise from from the state of Argentina?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I was going to say Pangai too. Like, I couldn't be more surprised with that if I woke up with my head stapled to the carpet. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that one sort of because uh, especially uh, I'm an owner of Pangea as well. So like, I when I saw that come out, I'm like, yeah, geez, wow. Um, I guess other than that, maybe maybe Damian Cook missing out is, uh, I I have to say, I did not expect that, um, you know, at the beginning of the year or even a month ago, I didn't expect uh, Cook not to be in the side at all. I think that was a a little bit surprising. I think we all just uh, had completely written Cook off as a um, fantasy asset beyond round 12. Um, So yeah, I think that was a pretty surprising one.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I was on the treadmill last night sort of messaging you Ryan about that particular topic and some of the comments from, Greg Alexander, who obviously, for those that don't know, is an assistant coach for the Blues, was pretty scathing of Cook. I don't know, Rob, I didn't actually talk to you about this. I don't know if you heard it. Uh, But he basically said on the non-selection of Cook that uh, choosing Api Coruscant allows them to play at times other than when they're just bashing teams and on the front foot. Mm. And that... um, just because people say that a player is in form in the media a bunch of times doesn't make it true. <laughs> it was basically the gist of what he said. So basically, what he said is Big
1: Cooks wolf. a flat
0: track. Cooks Cooks a flat track bully who actually isn't even in good form, even though the Rabbitohs are on the top of the table.
1: <laughs> it was quite telling seeing um, Blake Brayley get named, um, mm. you know, sent to the squad. That kind of shows how far down the picking order Cookie is. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I think you. I think I. It's it's tough to leave him out of that team, but also I can kind of see where they're coming from. Maybe by selecting Hines at 14, um, you've mm. kind of made your bed and you kind of can only pick one hooker. Um, and chose Zappi, that's fine. We'll see how that goes in game one, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think for mine, I think you always want a guy on the bench who can play hooker, even if you don't want them to, which I guess Murray probably could. Mm. Um, yeah, but... Um, my biggest surprise, I think, was Tom Gilbert being named on the edge uh, with no Kurt Capewell or Felice Kafusi, although Kafusi suspended. But I have to say I'm not mad about it, even though that
1: happened. So has Gilly played edge this year at all? Or was it no, just last year?
0: but he played for the Cowboys on the edge all year. Yeah,
1: yeah. he was good last year. Mm.
0: And he came on and played 75 minutes on the edge for Queensland last year.
1: I think it's a defensible selection. Oh, um,
0: oh and it's a, it's a defensive selection as well.
1: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was fine with that, I think. It was always going to be a kind of combination of those guys. It's just, yeah, I didn't really expect him to get on the edge. But, mm. yeah, my man Cotter made it. Uh, silenced yeah. the doubters.
0: <laughs> well, that, fan that, club. It, was the, it was a Gilbert Holmes-Talangi defensive edge last year for the yeah. Cowboys, where they was good. So, you know, Gilbert was the glue in that. So, yeah, hopefully he'll play there, and I think we'll see David Vafita out on the right with uh, with Cheza But, um, boys, I, I had a thought earlier, and I want to see what you think about it. Is the left-hand New South Wales edge of Hudson Young, Jerome Luai, and Latrell Mitchell the biggest rocks and diamonds combination of three players you've ever seen on a field together in your life?
2: Oh, it's a it's a big uh, stir up <laughs> merchant edge, isn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, just but even like just the the like low floor high ceiling of the performance that might be put out by those three players. Yeah, and and just the attitude, and like particularly like going against like a David Fafita Cherry Evans Hammerso Edge, like it could either go so well for them or just terrible, and I don't know which one it's going to be.
2: I'm going to be shocked if we don't end up with at least a couple of sin biddings in this game. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I reckon, well, like,
1: between Flegler, Liam <laughs> Martin, and Pangai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Not some... to mention,
0: like, even Tino. Like, Tino coming off the bench, like, so he'll come on after, like, 15 minutes for Flegler and probably play the game out or close to it, which is, I think, awesome because he doesn't get stuck in the sting of it and he can just go through his big minutes and, and that's going to be great. But, yeah, no, that 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 <laughs> that edge is going to be really fun one way or another. It's either going to be awesome to watch from a Queenslander perspective because they're just imploding or, you know, it's going to be exciting and, you know, yeah oh. high ceiling, low floor.
2: Oh, mate, like Pango like could either be man of the match or never play another game again. Like it's yeah. going to be one of the two.
0: And there's nowhere in between. <laughs> there's nowhere there's in of between. It's the, one or the other. So, yeah, so obviously that's one. Fantasy-wise, there were some, you know, winners and losers here. Obviously anyone that held a hammer, for the state of origin period uh or bought Thomas Flegler last week. Uh probably more likely. Uh I was obviously not happy. Uh big winners obviously uh oh, and Hudson Young and Tyson Frazell also. Um obviously big winners. We get uh you know Kayle Weeks at wing fullback with the selection of Tom Trobojevich. We get um Corey Horsbridge Jack Bellin and um yeah, I suppose there's a few other things. So, boys, the other topic that I want to get into before we get into the teams is, is number of players because I see a lot of questions coming through about, like, how many players teams should be looking for or, you know, expecting to have or trying to trade for this week. Um, how many – let's start with how many we have, um, keeping in mind that, Ryan, you probably should speak about your overall team.
2: You mean Lucy's team? Yeah, I can speak yeah. to Lucy's team. Yeah. Lucy's to team. The Lamingtons. Right.
0: So yeah. let's start let's start with Lucy's team, the Lamingtons. The Lambs. The Lammers. <laughs> I love that, the that audio that, that comes through on the back too. Um, how how's the Lambs look looking this week? And give me your give me your your worst three players that are in year thirteen as well.
2: Okay, well, uh, right now, I mean, Tyson Frizzell was a little bit of a curveball as well as Ben so that uh, brings her down to 10 before trades. Um, that said, she's got three cells in her team here that can easily bring her up to uh, a full 13, which is Lockie Miller, Brandon Smith, and Isaiah Katoa, as well as Tyson Frizzell. But uh, just with those other three there, I just feel like I may as well hold on to him. Um, so, yeah, she could feel 13 this week. Uh, her worst in, in this team, probably Jacob Host. Um other than that it's it's pretty good. Um Jacob Host and Cody Nikarima are probably the the two here that don't have potential to be keepers.
0: Yeah, all right. And just do some quick maths on the amount of money that's sitting in your non-playing eight players this week. So, but come come back to us on that. Rob, how's your team looking, mate?
1: I think I am going to have 10 10 i've got 10 right now but i've Mm -hmm. got um miller who doesn't really count um yeah i can probably get up to 11 or 12 um i just need to decide what i'm going to do i kind of want to avoid the price drops um of people like miller uh granville maybe he's starting lock but um i still don't don't really back him because lolo's lurking um and uh isaiah katoa as well i'm I'm just not really sure about him either. So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm looking at. I'm looking at people like Tohu, Hot Good, um, Kalen Ponga, which I'm sure we'll get to, which, yeah, should give me probably 10 or 11, I would say. Cool.
0: And, Ryan, did you get there on your amount of money? Yeah, your...
1: yeah, man, I've done the quick maths. Uh, so it's just
2: under $5.5 mm-hmm. my my uh, eight NPRs. Nice.
0: Nice, I think. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so uh, I had...
0: Well, I had thirteen. Um, obviously, have Madison and Burbo on the injury, uh, and then obviously have Miller with uh, Frizzell and Brandon Smith needing a trade. So I'm actually going to hang on to Madison um, and Burbo for this week, uh, and I'm gonna go have I'm gonna have thirteen because I'm going to move on Frazel Miller, and ben, and uh, Brandon Smith to Hopgood, Nickel, Clarkstar, and Torhu probably. Um, and that leaves me with some cash in the bank to make some uh, upgrades next week as well, which I'm pretty excited. Um, I also have 5.4 something million in my non-playing players. And Rob, how about you, mate?
1: I haven't worked it out. It's lots though. Can't Maybe help. not as much as you because I don't have Heinz. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think my average price per play is like 670000 that's sitting in my red dots this week but you know that includes Ben Cartwright um but yeah it's yeah. like Ipat Mato Cleary Hines Manu Fish Buller and Burbo in the non players so yeah love it um so but i th- i think like not there's not a lot of teams that are going to have 13 or you know, like, it It really depends. Like, if everyone's going to be aggressively trading to get 13, then you're going to just find that, you know, next round you're going to find yourself short or round 16 or whatever. So, you know, I think as long as you have, like, 11, 12, or 13 in the three major rounds and as close to 17, if not 17 as possible in the other three ones, you're probably right. Is that? Is that – do you guys agree with that for overall?
2: Yeah, it's okay. say Yeah. So. yeah.
0: yeah. And I have both weeks and Jacob host in my 13 this week. So that's probably one player between the two of those, maybe. <laughs> so I have like I have like 11 and then two 0.5s. Um, now, last one, guys. I don't know if we want to run through the teams. Maybe we'll run through the teams first and then do potential captaincy options and then we'll go to the questions. How about we do that?
2: Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So um, because I'm a silly Billy, I clicked out and went to the team lists for um, State of Origin, but I'm back now. So the Dragons are going to come up against the Dolphins on Thursday night. Uh, Cody Nicarima moves to fullback, which is probably bad for his fantasy scoring just in terms of base stats. Uh, Anthony Milford will come into the halves to partner Isaiah Katoa. He's uh, someone you can hold or can sell this week. I'm holding and then moving him on next week uh but outside of that uh in this team uh, a big news uh Felice Gafusi suspended so you know, I mean Lemuelu not that he was in any danger but he's going to keep plugging along uh, Ray Stone comes in the starting lock and Valence Tafare is named on the bench uh I've seen people potentially trading him in this week obviously our recommendation is not to do that um, and also sneaky flying under the radar, Jeremy Marshall King's a really nice option for the uh, round thirteen hooker position if you don't have Robson or or uh, the aforementioned D Cook. Um, anyone have any strong opinions around you know like the potential of trading in of Valance, or we're, we're happy with suggesting not to do that.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I am pretty like happy. It. Yeah, you have to think he'll be out of the side next week once uh is back in, don't you? I mean, even on the bench, he's he, what's his role going to be coming off the bench? You know, like there's
0: a chance Cut, he doesn't cover. To touch the field. Injury cover, yeah. yeah.
1: Is it like to play edge because Bromwich might not play eighty?
0: No, I, I think it could also be just like one of Milford, Katoa, and Nikarima comes off Asako shifts back to fullback and he goes under the wing or something like that. Hmm. Could be anything. It's not something that I want to buy for fantasy purposes. Absolutely not.
1: I think if you've got him, it's a a nice little bonus. But, um, yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't be buying him at all.
0: Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Mark Nichols is back. But, I mean, for anyone, I don't know if anyone's got Ray Stone, it's a nice little bonus that he's starting at lock. But, you know, we sort of were never really overly excited about him. And that's probably it for this team. Uh, For the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan, he's still playing in the NRL. Um, As to the accrual of fantasy stats, not so much. Uh, he's been really poor recently. He's obviously struggling with that injury to his shoulder. Um, four scores in a row, sub-30, and, and only one over 20. Um, so, you know, he's probably one of those ones where even though he's around 13 number, you probably should have moved him on a while ago to somebody better. Um, and, you know, still, you know, an option to to move on to a round 13. Other option, there is a few floating around. I wonder if we're going to get to a stage, boys, uh, Rob, with you starting, that, that he might actually end up, you know, turning back into a, a carriage instead of being a pumpkin and become a buy again.
1: Yeah, this is kind of what happens with some Dragons players. I remember it happened last year with, was it like Amon or someone like that, where they kind of made a bit of cash and yeah. then they were a buy again. And then maybe it was Ilias as well. Um, yeah, I don't love it. Um, but yeah, someone even someone like Jackson Ford, who I'm sure we'll get to, could be a possible buy again after so many people have sold him. Mm. Um, just for buy coverage, I think. Um, and yeah, but Sloan is looking bad. I think I'd probably hold him if I had him. What's his break even?
0: Oh, who even knows?
1: Yeah, he's been bad, bad though. I sold him um, a little while ago, which I'm very happy with. Forty five.
0: Yeah, he's kind of like if you come this far, you may as well hang on. It's a shame Metcalf doesn't have wing fullback because, you know, he's a really interesting one. But, um, yeah, we'll probably keep plugging away and, you know, let's just hope that none of our listeners still have Sloan. Um, Zach Lomax, good score, back on the right edge. He's an interesting buy if you need a centre. Ben Hunt, obviously, off playing origin. So we have Sullivan and Amone in the halves. Jacob Little at Hooker with Embi on the bench. Uh, He's another one you can sort of keep an eye on this week. I think he's uh, obviously at a really interesting price to potential production, you know, point with a 39 break even. There's no urgency to jump on him this week though, boys. Ryan, you're our resident Jacob Little fan club member.
2: (laughs) Yes. No, uh, especially with uh, Damian Cook propping up, definitely can – Wait on him. I mean, also, he might, he might not even be a buy next week if we end up with Jake Turpin or something like that anyway.
0: Yep. Uh, and then we got Jack Bird back from his, quote-unquote, knee soreness. Thanks for that, Jack. And uh, Jack DeBellin also here and a potential captaincy option for the week with, uh, you know, uh, six last six games all over 50 and five of those six, 67 or higher, which is <laughs> just you know, immaculate and, you know, for all of us that decided to jump on him, it's just been an absolute fill up and, um, you know, 36 people have sold him this week, which is an interesting decision, but, you know, the the bot teams have got to do something. Um, Yeah, that's probably it for the Draggies. Uh, Moving on to the next game, Eels against the Cowboys. Eels looking fairly predictable. Joe Offengawi comes into the prop. Roll Madison out uh, a bench of uh, Mackesy, Makatoa, Ogden, and a guy that sounds like he's probably in the mafia.
1: Um, Luca, Luca Moretti.
0: yeah, Moretti. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was in *Peaky Blinders*. Actually,
1: was he in *Sopranos* or
0: no *Peaky Blinders*? He was in yeah. the like season three.
1: Yeah, I think it's Luca. What is yeah. What position is he?
0: He's uh, assuming he's a middle forward or something.
1: It says edge in fantasy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't mean anything though.
1: That's true. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah. So obviously there's lots of minutes here for Jermaine Hopgood. There's 80 minutes here for Bryce Cartwright. The moral of the story here, boys, is uh, Bryce Cartwright is now a buy again. I was actually standing in the shower thinking about Bryce Cartwright last night.
2: Hey, whoa, whoa. What kind of podcast is this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I had a little bit of a closer look at him after my shower-based revelation, and um, it's a party. Yeah. Oh, mate, you got to have a party with one,
2: one man party. Apparently,
0: <laughs> it wasn't that sort of party, boys. Come on, get your mind out of the gutter. Um, he's played like six games. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine games as a starting edge back rower, but one of those games he actually moved into the set. Oh, that's where he played 80 minutes. Sorry, guys. One of those games he moved into the centers. Um, and then the other eight games, he averages 49.4 or something like that. He's currently priced in the mid-30s. Um, so objectively, without without the need for a player this week, he's a, he's a buy. And, I mean, Sean Lane's gone for, what, five, six more games? Yeah, about that, yeah. Um, and obviously Matt Dory's the other edge until Davies back. And I mean, I, it seems like they're sort of short on players and, and looking for two 80-minute back rowers. So, I mean, he's a really interesting option if you do want to take a risk there. I think I'm shying you away from it the longer I think about it. But uh, if you need a price point-based option, I think he, he could do a job for you over the period with the Eels guys playing five of the six major Buy rounds over the next you know eight or nine weeks. So, and um, I mean, a Hopgood looks set here for eighty minutes. I would have to imagine.
2: Yeah, or well, thereabouts. Uh, it, this, this isn't a, a big minute side, is it? With uh, you know Madison gone, Paulo in Origin camp, um, someone's gonna have to play the bulk of the minutes, and it's probably gonna be Hopgood, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So yeah, I think he's good. Good for a sixty-five minute floor. I reckon um, mm-hmm. up to eighty. And, um, yeah, he could be in for a a big score this week if you want to put the C on him. Although every time we did that last time, we all know what happened. So I'm certainly not going to steer you headfirst into it, but it's an option. Uh, I did also have a moment of weakness where I had a little bit of a peek at Bailey Simmons and playing at centre, who averages like 39 over the last couple of weeks playing at centre. But uh, there's too many tries in there for me.
2: Um, what about a little, little bit of love for Wiramu Greg before we move on completely? Oh mate, yeah, he's he's going he great. Guy, man.
0: Yeah, he's a Cowboys man through and through. Wiramu.
2: Yeah, he's made me 100k and looks set for for more with this team. Uh, I have to think he's a, a pretty solid for 40 minutes and up. Um, All
0: right. Well, let me ask guy. you this question: Is he is he still a buy?
2: Yeah, well, that's what I've been wondering. Like, I mean, it probably depends on how long Madison's out, doesn't it? Like, we need to get because he's still, we're still waiting for the results of those scans. It's still TBA on the um, on the casualty ward. But I mean, if Madison was out for say as long as Sean Lane is, uh, and I don't want to put that evil on you, mark, I'm sorry. if he is,
0: if he is, I'd know exactly where he will be going in, in about a week. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well I mean he's certainly I think he's certainly one to consider. Um given that like you say he is gonna play all the major buy rounds. Junior Paulo looks stapled onto that origin side and I mean if Madison's injury is long enough, someone's gonna to have to soak these minutes and it seems like Greg is probably a forty-five minute guy in that in that scenario. So yeah, I think one to watch.
0: Particularly if you got like a Toby Couchman or uh um you know Tom Flegley you bought and now you find yourself with a red dot, like, you know, freeing up. He's a three hundred and forty seven K. He's a really Nice price point for potential production. Um, Absolutely, yeah, you can do worse. So, uh, and then obviously both halves, interesting options as well. Um, there's a few good halves options floating around with SJ, the two eels. Uh, a lot of people still have Isaiah Toa. Um, you know, you, you only need two, so don't uh, don't go crazy here this week. Uh, any additional thoughts on the eels here, Rob?
1: No, Joe O's there, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, who knows what role he's going to be playing and also what role he's going to have going forward um, when everyone's healthy. Um.
0: Yeah, uh, well, Regan Kimball-Gillard's out till round 18. So I have to wonder if maybe they don't trust Wira McGregor in that big-minute role, and that's why they've gone out and got off NGOWI, um, at knowing that Paulo's going to be out. I mean, just having a little bit of a sticky beak at Joe Offen Gowie. Um, and thank you for flagging this because I was just going to completely miss him and then I was going to have about a 1,000 people yelling at us in the trade, in the thing going, how come you didn't talk about Offen Gowie? Um, oh, man. Tell you what, sometimes, I, like, I love this Fantasy Pro website for what you can do with it, but it it's so glitchy. Um... All right, come back to me on Joff and go. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. plenty of questions about him, so we can circle back. Is there? Oh yeah, there's a there's a few. Yeah, really. What's his price? Oh, four fifty seven. Uh,
1: yeah, four. They added him to the app. It's fun. <laughs> uh,
0: if you look at his games where he played at least forty five minutes, uh, he averages forty six since two thousand fifteen, uh, which is pretty promising. But I have to imagine if you just isolate out. 2020 onwards, that'll be higher, 47 and 60 minutes. So if you think he's going to get, what's 450? That's like a low 30s average.
2: Yeah, about 34 or something like that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, he probably needs 55 minutes to make me excited. It's probably on the high end. If Maddo's out long term, I love it. Um, If Maddo's back in round 15, I don't love it. Is probably
2: the... Mm. Yeah, and his break even still in the high 30s, and he's on a buy next week as well. So, I mean, maybe he is one to table until round 15.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you look at his 40- to 60-minute games, uh, which I think is probably his role, uh, averages 20 and 21. He averaged about 38. Uh, he had an up year in 2022, Played Very a lot out. of minutes
1: last year, eh?
0: Yeah, he did play a lot of minutes last year. Um, the PPM is about zero point eight to zero point. Was it? It ranges point seven five to point eight five. But point eight five was an up PPM. I suppose he's doing a lot of tackling in this Eels team. They've got other guys. I, I, I'm, I'm almost comfortable to just put the label trap on right now. Mm.
2: Yeah, he's he's not one that particularly excites me, and I, I think there's just better options like more stable options like i'd rather say a tavita Totola in basically the exact same price bracket which i arrow and cam murray out and he's also going to play next week like he's not on a buy um yeah i I don't know and i think probably middle is one position where people are probably a little bit more set like there's a lot of people running around with like you know, Harris, Corey Horsburgh and Jack DeBellin, and they're more struggling to fill edges. So, yep. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm probably happy to let him through
1: to the keeper.
0: No, I like it. Good. Joe, I a trap. Ryan had it. It's Ryan said it first here.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's only one uh, Eels middle for Ryan. Yep. Yeah, it's WG Bebbitt. He's beautiful.
0: It's Luca. Beautiful it's Luca. <laughs> uh, for the Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Dearden's out uh in State of Origin as is uh Tarlunghi and Valentine Holmes. Uh labor Robert Derby and Hemp to come into the side. Uh Tom Lolo, as uh Rob earlier pointed out, is lurking in the reserves. There's also Griffin Neem uh in seventeen, named to come back. Um I'd love to see Tomalolo come in for Granville, push Chefy just completely out of the team, although I know that'll upset a number of fantasy coaches. Sam McIntyre is also going to be pushing for a spot. Uh, to Noah Brown's back, Thomas Duffy in number twenty-one is absolutely—he is a, a really interesting. He's a half option as well, so he'd be their cover for um, the halves. And he's uh, yeah, he's he's gone. He's a—he played in the trials. He's—he's he's quite a good young up and coming. Half, uh, although I don't expect to see him this week. So um, but I mean, fantasy wise for the Cowboys, it's uh Robson, Drinkwater, and Granville if you still got him. Um probably one of those ones with Granny, and I mean I don't have him where he's kind of in that like awkward thing where like you've had him now and you kind of got him with the mind of playing him in around 13 but you find him with like a 30-something break-even now and you know a couple of low scores. Rob, you're a grand owner. I don't think you are.
1: Are you right?
2: No, I hmm. shipped him on last week. For, what, what uh, do you... I,
1: I think I'll sell him. Um, I've got um, Robson as well anyway. I've kind of cooked myself oh. with two hookers, so um, yep. there's no need for me to keep him. And I think I, I think you're right. I think either, um, either Tom Lolo is healthy or... Granville will find his way back onto that bench somewhere, I'm sure. Um, But even, you know, even if he doesn't, if he plays 50 minutes, like he's probably only going to get 30, 35 anyway. So um, I think I'm fine with moving him on. Um, Unless you absolutely need a hooker this week, um, and then you should probably just keep him and then trade him next week. But um, there's better options for 13 if you want to target a hooker, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh yeah and I don't, you don't really want to be associated with the Cowboys at the moment anyway. Uh moving on to the, moving on to the Waz. Uh wires, welcome back Luke Metcalf. Uh chance is there. Um uh, Berry's still in the centers because reasons. Um I am actually boys a little bit concerned about the Metcalf the impact of Metcalf on Sean Johnson. So much so that I do not feel comfortable putting the captaincy on Sean Johnson this week.
1: I think that's fine. I think there's possibly better captains than Sean anyway. Um What's but I'm not it? I'm probably not as concerned as you um because Metcalf is a runner, he's a fullback, um, slash six. I think he'll take more of the kicking than Tamare Martin, but um it's really been Sean's team this year and I can't really see Metcalf changing that. And I also don't know if Metcalf's even going to keep the job when Tamari Martin's back uh, in round 17. So I don't know. I'd probably I, – I, I'm fine with not captaining SJ, um, but I'm not probably as concerned as you as to his kind of keeper status, elite cap- keeper status.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm concerned about his elite keeper status. Um I'm definitely alert, uh, concerned about his floor and ceiling. But, I mean, if he steals 90 kick metres, it's only three points, which brings him down to a 59.5 average, which is not a, not a worry. But, you know, it's just, yeah, the weekly floor and ceiling is probably more the the, the thing for me. Ryan, what do you think about it?
2: I'm not. I'm. I'm sort of in team Rob here. I'm not too concerned. I think Metcalf's going to slot into that same role that Martin was filling prior to his injury. And like Rob said, he, you know, he's there for his ball running. I don't think, uh, especially like his first game back in first grade. I don't think they're going to overcomplicate it and put you know, more on him. I think yeah, it's going to be keep it simple for him. First game back, mm. um, yeah, you know, like just run. Like that's what you're here for, mate. Like that's your strengths. Sean's got a great kicking game. He's been doing it all year. You know, we don't need you to. To play that role, so I think it's more a thing of necessity. Um, of course, you know we'll, we'll find out once the, they take the field. But I've got no problems captain, captaining SJ this week. He's probably got the of all. I mean, we'll get to the captaincy chat. He might have the lowest floor of all of them, but I think he's got the highest ceiling as well. Uh, especially against this Broncos pack, the Warriors should should uh, be <laughs> able to roll them in the middle, which is usually good for halves. But um, yeah, I'm I'm okay yeah. with SJ.
0: Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm panicking for nothing. It was just the amount of kicking that Metcalf did in the trials. That's the that was the big area of concern for me. But you know, I'll I'll put my faith in you guys and stop being concerned.
1: He did play without Sj in the trial. He played with Tamati Mountain. Which um...
0: yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No. I know. Man, that's right. maybe I'm just being concerned for nothing. So that's all right. Um, outside of that, Aden and Torhu both doing great things in the Warriors pack. Tohu is just an absolute screaming buy, fantastic value, averaging 53 priced in the mid-60s due to some, you know, injury-affected scores. Uh, you know, mid-40s, do you mean? Or mid-600s. Mid-600s. Yeah. Sorry. And he's got, you know, his games where he's actually played his role that he normally plays, he's got a low score of 51, but all four of his other scores are 64 or better and the 64 came against the, against the Panthers. So he's just an absolute screaming buy, fantastic option for the week. 100K to go from Brandon Smith to him feels like a gift. So, um, yeah, wheels up on that one. Um, Jackson Ford's back. I don't – is he – where is he? Yeah, I, I can't – Low 500, isn't he? Like 530? 530
1: yeah, 537. Yeah. It's just the buy average for Ford and Jewel, which is yeah. handy.
0: I think I'd but- take Cartwright before I took Ford.
1: Mm. Ford's probably going to be in the team longer But has no, it doesn't have the ceiling of cut right, I would say Ford's going to be a forties, mm. mid-40s guy Maybe even early 40s, um, if I'm honest yeah. So yeah, it's really just for buy coverage and, and we know what happens when you buy people purely for buy coverage
0: <laughs> Yes, we do <laughs> Yes, we do uh, for the Broncos, Tristan Sailor is going to play fullback. He's not a buy with Reese Walsh off in Origin. Um, they have buys in 16 and 19, so he's literally only going to get this game unless Reese Walsh gets rested, which is a possibility. But yeah, probably not a dice you need to roll at 250k for one or two weeks max. Uh, outside of that, we see Mariner playing on the edge once again. Uh, that's a function of Cobo being out. Same thing. Reynolds is an option if you're looking for a price point-based thing and this pack you should stay miles away from. Uh, Ryan, any additional thoughts on the Broncos?
2: No, there's probably not really any buys here, unfortunately, is there, uh, even with all the origin outs. it's yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Tony Stags is quite cheap now, but he also deserves to be quite cheap. Yeah, he sucks. Um, he sucks eggs.
1: Yeah. What about um, like, head-to-head because he doesn't play 16, 19? You don't care about those rounds? You need a center. Why?
0: Why would I want a bad center though for head dead?
1: Well, I agree, but I'm just you know. <laughs> there's always there's always people that need centers. I think. Okay.
0: Uh, uh, all right. Let me. Okay. So where's the difference here? So okay. So it is actually a fair bit up to go to Lomax's 130k. I I don't think I couldn't see any just justification for buying him.
1: No, I couldn't. Yeah, there's no right. scenario.
0: Zero scenarios where I'd like Tony Stakes. How's that?
1: Okay. Oh, he's, it's not, he's not going to do well this week. That's for sure. Yeah. Count the worst.
0: Yeah. Oh, obviously. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the Rabbitohs. Uh, Blake Taft playing fullback with Latrell Mitchell in the Origin team. Campbell Graham, sternum injury. Can't play 18th man for Origin, but can play this weekend for the Rabbitohs. Uh, I know we didn't talk about him, and he's probably the easier other option in the, like, people that we were the most surprised about, although Adokar, Toto, Luttrell, Turbo and Teddy, all, you know, good options and somebody had to miss out. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't blame him for giving New South Wales a finger and, uh, and coming and playing for the Rabbitohs. So, yeah, that's it's uh, the, obviously Damien Cook is a really interesting option here. Those of us with host are hoping he gets 80 minutes. Uh, this bench looks pretty mud, so you know I'm probably not actively shopping for anyone in a Rabbities jersey. That's not uh, Cook or Totola, maybe.
2: I think the uh, the scariest thing for Jacob Host owners is uh, Collumatangi lurking down
1: there in the reserves.
0: <laughs> I didn't even see that.
1: Yeah, yeah he's there.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: Shack Mitchell's back too. He was fun for a while, remember?
0: Yeah, I thought he. Had, I thought he was out. Like, I think he was. I thought he was gone for most of the year. Same. Yeah, yeah, like a Liz Frank or something. So interesting. Um, yeah, no, he was he was good. I think. Uh, obviously the big conversation here needs to be had. So Damien Cook and I actually had a bit of a interesting look at this. So Damien Cook is averaging two point eight points per game more than Marshall King, but is five k cheaper, which is a bit fun. Hmm. <laughs> and he's almost the same price as Tanner Boyd, even though he's averaging seven point two points more.
1: Ooh. Yeah, so, I think I'll do Boyd to Cook in round fourteen.
0: Yeah, Cook uh, obviously had a couple of low scores there. He actually hasn't gone sixty plus since round five, which is probably the area of concern. Is that we we're not seeing the ceiling? It's not that the floor. I mean, a thirty nine floor is fine. Uh, particularly, you know, this game against the Broncos here, six missed tackles against Haas, Carrigan, et cetera, that's fine. And a 41 against the Storm coming up against your Nassas and that with a, you know, his tackle counts were down in those couple of games there. He had three out of four games where he's sort of 40 or less tackles, you know, in that, in that little it's- stretch there.
2: It's actually the same for all the elite hookers really like if you look at Harry Grant he's only gone over since round from round 6 onwards Harry Grant's only gone over 60 once and that was with a try and Reece Robson hasn't gone over 60 at all since round 6 as well. Wow. So yeah it, it's it seems like a, a a trend with the gun hookers that it's mm. yeah they're just all down this year it's uh, maybe like you know we just have to readjust our expectations here and that like a low to mid 50s average for a hooker is actually good.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just teams are playing more sideways and, and yeah. you know, the bit the middles are maybe the middles are just adjusting to the speed of the game more and they're a bit more explosive or who knows. Yeah, you know, it could be anything. But yeah, I Damien Cook is uh somebody I'm gonna go uh Jacob host to Damien Cook next week, which I'm pretty excited about.
1: I think there's a little hack that Cook and Robson together cover the rest of the buys. Oh yeah. So, yeah well cook um, so
0: cook cook assuming that cook doesn't get recalled up for state of origin he'll play around 19 yeah. and around 15 which is the two weeks that Robson's gonna miss between now and the end of the buy period so mm-hmm. see great great option there um and what about Tamita be because I know we haven't sort of really spoken about him um, I'm not a big Solar guy, I guess. Um, you're looking at him, 40 to 60 minutes. He averages in the 40s every single year, um, 41, 43, 43, 45, 41. Um, Base is about 40 and then, you know, sort of offsetting, attacking and demerits. Uh, he's an interesting option, although I don't know if the ceiling is there. He's probably the... But I guess you, you're not getting a huge amount of ceiling with many players at 460k, though, are you?
2: No, he sort of just fits a need if you need a, a mid in that uh, sort of price bracket. There, like, there's there's not a whole lot of else going on. Like, he's, to me, like if you jumped on a Thomas Flegler, he looks like an easy pivot um, to to yep. pivot to Tola because you, like you have to think he's going to be playing at least 50 minutes without Cam Murray and Jairo in this side. I'd be surprised if it was wasn't closer to like fifty five, maybe even sixty in a pinch. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the, they're going to have to lean on someone, and he seems to be the man. Uh, and all of them. Yeah, the
0: only unfortunate slash annoying thing for me with him is I really am needing a mid for round sixteen, and that's the only one of the like that's he's he's not playing. <laughs> sixteen yeah. is so hard in the mid position. So yeah, because
1: no, sixteen, isn't he?
0: Yeah, Tor Warriors. who's 16, Jack Mellon's out, Corey Horsburgh's out. It's, mm. it's really hard. So, yeah, all the really good round 13 mids don't play in round 16.
1: I wouldn't worry about it too much.
0: Oh, no. Well, if everybody's got the same problem, mate. So it's, Yeah, it's a little bit I
1: don't hard. know if there's a golden goose. I mean, there yeah. might be by then. Yeah, but his I... name's Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah, true. And Ryan Madison. <laughs> and Joe Offengawe.
0: No, Trait. he's a trap, mate. Chat. Twitter uh, McGregor, isn't it? Twitter McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then for the Raiders, uh, no sign of Xavier Savage. Uh, they're persisting with the same team that got absolutely toweled up by Tavoyevich last week. Uh, Wolford's back. Uh, Ellie Wallet, Elliot Whitehead's out. And uh, Hudson Young goes off to origin. So Harawir and Iron Horsburgh, two edges. Tappany goes to the lock. Pasami Solo starts prop. Uh, Nick Chotrich named on the bench, which is a bit, Weird. Uh, I have to imagine that that. I mean, is Tom Starling going to play lock or? I don't really know. This Rabbitohs team's not exactly gigantic in the pack, so they might uh, they might actually go that way. Uh, the other option is they they run a Peter Holler. So. So
1: did Whitehead take a ban instead of paying the fine?
0: No, yeah, whitehead's he's oh.
1: injured. Yeah, he's injured because oh, he's yeah. injured. Yeah, yeah, so he took the ban instead of paying a fine because he was going to miss that time anyway. Gotcha.
0: He's not out for the boys.
1: Nope. He's not a Ryan Madison.
0: Yeah. No. He is a Ryan Madison. No. Wait. He took the suspension. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) you. Sorry, boys. Don't worry. Don't mind me. Moving on. (laughs) Gory Horsburgh on the edge. I have to imagine that that's actually going to be Tarpany on the edge and Horsburgh at lock, but I don't know why.
1: What's the line on minutes? Tarpany plays. 59.5. 59.5. Oh, I'm taking the under, eh?
2: Yeah, I'll take the under on that. <laughs>
1: well, yeah.
2: I mean, it, it feels like, I mean, it's a high, uh, I just think it's a high line. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to give you good odds. I'll give you like no. a $1.60 dollar, <laughs> dollar at 59.5.
2: But I mean,
1: you're right. Like, if he doesn't play 60 this week, he never will, will he? That's the thing, right? No. This is such a perfect spot for him. Yeah,
0: I'll give you I'll give you nice, I'll, I'll give you like $2.25 on this, On the 60 minutes or more, Um, Max bet $20 with Mark bet. (laughs) Just a bet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Mark bet sounds better.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Yeah, all right. Moving on to the last game of the round, the Knights come up against the Sea Eagles. uh, Kalen Ponga, Dane Gagai, both not expected to play in this game, will be playing. Ponga moves back to fullback. Lachlan Miller moves to the 14, which is almost worse than dropping him. Um, because anyone that wanted to just hold him and, and wait and see what happened or you know, whatever. It's particularly for head to head players, it's particularly frustrating. Um uh, Gamble comes into the halves and um Adam Elliott named it lock. Frizzell's off playing state of origin, Jack Jones Jack, Jack Jones, Jack Jones is uh is playing on the edge. Uh fantasy wise, uh I am moving away from every single fantasy asset at Knight's jersey, boys.
2: Oh yeah, no yes. No, every single
0: asset. No, nothing. None of it. Zero.
2: No Elliot. No, nothing. Zero.
0: Okay, interesting. So, Calum, so let's have a look at and Ponga. Just zooming in on him first. Fullback. Twenty twenty averaged. Okay, so here's the first question: Who's kicking goals in this team?
1: I'd assume it's going to be Ponga. That would be my. Gut feel. Yeah, Tui said it was going to be Hastings or Ponga, and that um, Hastings had an injury, ankle injury or something, so it wasn't yes. training. Um, but I I think it's going to be straight 50-50. I, I have no idea who's going to take it. All right. If I had to so, place a bet, I'm going to say it's Ponga. All
0: right, so What's if the it's... line? <laughs> <laughs> if it's Ponga, um, he obviously becomes much better of a buy. Um, just having a look at his fullback starts, even since twenty eighteen, uh, average forty nine with only three points in goal kicking, uh, and then twenty nineteen average forty six point seven with four points in goal kicking, um, twenty twenty up to fifty three point four with only four and a half points in goal kicking, uh, average fifty in twenty twenty one in the 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 crazy PVL year with only one point six points in goal at one point seven and then forty six in uh two point two points of goal kicking. So let's say four points in goal kicking, you know, so his averages there would be forty six point seven, fifty-three point eight, fifty-two and a half and forty-eight roughly. Which at this year would make him the like number two wing fullback option.
2: Hmm. So, so I mean objectively he's a boy isn't he?
0: Question the question becomes do you trust that the headgear is going to protect him from concussions? And well, the, head, that, the headgear and, is and <laughs> and if Queensland lose game 1 do they recall the man of the match from game 3 last year assuming that he makes it through round 13 and 15 without any further injuries? Because there's a there's a couple of scenarios here. So game one, Reece Walsh has a bad game for Reece Walsh and has three arrows and you know a couple of you know missed tackles or penalties or whatever which he he has in his game. And Queensland lose in a tight match and they go into a decider at Suncorp. And the media is going, "Oh, Reece Walsh, bit of a poor game. Pong is you know he's got a couple of games under his belt now and game match. Yeah, you know, does he get picked again?" That's part one of this, and then part number two is he went off to the HIA again last week. Um, he came back, but, you know, where where are we, you know, how much faith do you have in Kalong Kong's ability to stay on the park while simultaneously not being picked for Queensland for game two or three?
2: yeah the yeah <laughs> uh, look I, I think at the price it the price is what makes it worth the gamble here um you know priced at 420k which is what about 29 maybe 30 which which makes him very interesting um i mean you're right especially with walsh on a buy in round 16 and 19 i guess it would be very easy for billy to drop him back to 18th man or something like that wouldn't it um, yeah. if he does have a poor game but i mean the the, the the opposite to that is that he has a good game, Queensland win, and that he plays all three games and never sure. look back.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's, and, like, look, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that's the most likely scenario. Mm. I'm just saying, like, there's two not zero chances of him not being great now, not just one.
2: Yeah. I, I think if he was still at half, I wouldn't even be really considering him. But moving back to fullback is just so good for his scoring, um, especially with Miller out of the side. There's a decent chance he does pick up the goal kicking in this team, which could push him into keeper territory. Uh, f- like For my p- personal head-to-head team, I'm not going to be touching him until round 15 at the earliest because I'm actively avoiding anyone on a bye in round 14 if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Um, for the overall team, though, I- I'm yeah strongly considering uh, bringing him in.
1: Rob, I, mm, I think I'm, I agree with you, Mark, mostly around his melon rather than, um, rather than uh, origin. I think, well, I, I don't know. What what do you guys think about how Reese will go in origin? I feel like he's slightly too small and um, just isn't great organizing at the back. Great attacking guy. Yeah, defensively, I'm um, uh, a little bit. That's what I'm concerned about. But also, Origin. that's
0: never that's never been Pong's strong suit either. That's, yeah, true. that's true.
1: That is true. He's not much bigger. Um, yeah, so those are kind of my concerns with with Reese for Origin. But I, yeah, I think you've you've you're right to consider his um, HIA stuff. But I think yeah. that Billy is also quite concerned about his melon, um, and that's why he didn't pick him. But is that, is that less reason for us to be worried about it? Oh I no, know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just putting myself in the, in the mind. Think about
0: how many millions of dollars of like resources that Billy just Slater just has to click his fingers and has at his disposal, and how many conversations he's had with Ponger's doctors, and he's made the yeah. decision to leave out the match winning Game Three, man of the match last year, in favor of a complete rookie. Mm. He's made that decision.
2: Yeah, live dangerously, mate. You're, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Forget I said anything. All right, moving on, guys. No. Um, also, we've had a couple of questions about Adam Elliott. Um, do we trust that this team isn't going to just change again next week?
2: Well, who's who's to come back? Um,
0: oh well, Frizzell, But no, it's just whether he stays at lock or whether it's
2: you know, Kurt, Kurt man's his- lurking. Kurt Matt Croker, yeah.
0: Kurtman, you know. I just don't like it. Yeah, well.
2: Uh, yeah, I, again, I think he's one I'm happy to let through to the keeper for now and reassess in round 15. Mm. Um, I think um, him I'm, and
0: Te- Tevita Totola are probably the same player, but Tevita Totola's 100K less.
1: Yeah. Does yeah. Mann just come in for Lachlan Miller? Yeah, I'd say so. I think Lachlan I, Lachlan I think
2: Lord Man's no sense on that bench. Well, it's just because they don't have another utility. I think that's the only reason he's there. I think
1: if man's fed, it'll be Miller out. Yeah. Mm. That would be nice, but it's the last game. so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it matters to the Miller people.
1: You kind of have to trade him, right?
0: It just matters to the people looking at Adam Elliott and, you know, erroneously doing so. Mm. Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't uh,
1: get Elliott if Mann was on the bench.
0: Uh, and then mainly, KO Weeks. I was worried he wasn't Ooh. going to be available. Going to take his 21 points. And uh, I mean, outside of that, Garrick stays on the wing. He's an interesting option. Good things for fantasy managers last week. No Cherry Evans, obviously. Toff Sipley's back. Boys, Jake Drobojevic is gone for the foreseeable future. Sean Keppi is not a good player. Um, and then they've got a winger. A bloke who's barely played first grade this year, and you know another bloke who's barely played first grade this year, and Ethan Bullymore on the bench, is Tavar Sipley a buy?
1: I feel like we need to rate all of these uh, 400k mids, don't we? There's so many of them, and I I don't want any of them.
0: I feel that he is the best player in this price bracket.
2: What's our realistic? Uh, projection here because I, I feel like sort of fifty minutes is his ceiling. Yeah, uh, like forty-five to fifty is sort of what you'd want. His PPM is good, so you'd assume he he probably averages about forty-five, don't you? Maybe yeah. more. Forty-five and
0: forty-five is is my sort of projection, and then you know with upside to that. Whereas I think that's probably Tavita Totola's ceiling.
2: Yep. Okay. No,
1: I'm with you. He's a buy. He's my He's, favorite. Yeah. Yep. Priced at thirty six or so, is
0: that? Oh, it's more about the no. That's less than that. Four eighty nine. No, that's like that's like twenty nine to thirty one somewhere in there. No,
2: no. Thirty three. What's your main number more, at the moment? Pong is more about priced at thirty at the minute.
0: Yeah, but pong is only seventy k less. So yeah, thirty three. Let's say it's thirty three. It's more about the the cover and the position. Because he th- he's going to play round sixteen. If you're looking for a round sixteen mid, I wish I had a, known that simply uh, that Jake Jaboyevich was going to tear his calf in half before I bought James Fisher Harris. <laughs> so yeah, now he's the real. He, I think he's the best one at this price point.
2: Yeah, so if he averages forty-seven, he's got one hundred and fifty k in him.
0: Yep, and then Fainu is the other one, two hundred and twenty k. Uh, edge back role for the foreseeable future. Obviously, we lost Burbo. Do we just burn a trade and, and trade Fainu to
2: oh, trade is Burbo it, to Fainu? He's a mid only, which is the annoying thing. You can't even really <laughs> use him in your edge this week.
0: But he'll get jewel next week.
2: He might. Yeah. yeah well, it's fan hub.
0: The- in theoretically, because he's like not a big like he's he's not a splashy player, so he'll get it. If it's Ryan Madison, he doesn't get the edge, but Fainu will get the edge. <laughs>
2: yeah because i was looking at his stats earlier he's basically a, a 40 average guy like he averaged 40 in the uh, games he got in reserve grade earlier this year he got well, he, he got about what 26 in 53 minutes which is basically bang on yep. uh 40 points Maybe over exactly. 80. Yep. yeah so uh look i think if you need someone if you need a, a cash out edge this week uh sorry a cash out mid this week then yeah i think he's your yeah. man um, even, six,
0: even 60 minutes will get him where you need him to be
2: Mm, yeah, I think, again, he's one I'm going to look at in round 15. Um, but, yeah, if you, if you need someone this week, I, I'm, I'm okay with Fainu. Yep,
0: like it. Good job. Mm-hmm. Good job, Ryan. Uh, any additional thoughts here? Ola Kowatu, interesting option, you know, missing out on State of Origin selection for Tyson Frizzell. Although he's a uh, high break even, low score last week, so probably a will wait and see for a week. Oh, man, there's too many Manly players. There's too many Manly options, boys.
1: There used to be none, and now we've got plenty. Yeah, I think (laughs) you do want one because of the 16 coverage,
0: eh? Mm. Okay, boys, Captain C for this week. All right, so in order of average, uh, the highest averaging player that's available this week is Mitchell Moses. No, he's Sean Johnson. Uh, Obviously, we've discussed him as our, our pros and cons for him. I think as a rule of thumb, we probably want to try to captain a forward this week. Is that, that where we're at?
2: I think I'm going to go SJ, but yeah, okay. uh, for, forward's probably the the next best pick, I'd say. Yeah.
0: Okay. Playing the mind games? I see you're trying to steer people away from him. That's fine. Cool. <laughs> I'll steer people into him and then change your mind last minute.
2: Well, mate, one uh, of the best averaging players this week is uh, Valor, mate. He's averaging 59.
0: <laughs> there's still 35% of people with captaincy on Nico or... Nathan Cleary, so that's always fun. Um, available status only by average. All right, so yeah, Mitch Moses is second at average sixty point five. Jermaine Hopgood fifty nine point eight. I think yeah, any of those three, Mitch Moses against that Cowboys team could absolutely just run a train. Um, I think if I had him, he might be my my, my man. Um, and I like Hopgood as well. Um, you know, with some attacking stats through the middle.
2: I think Jack Debellin's a good option too. Yeah. I like Jack,
0: What's Devellan's like five game average? Is it like seventy?
1: Three game average is seventy-one. Yeah. Five games 22. of sixty-eight point six. Yeah. yeah,
0: he's he's massive. Uh obviously Fanul Blake's up there in average as well. Damian Cook, Revenge uh Captain C if you if you got him. Um <laughs> even Torhu. Torhu's been really good. Um and then and Corey Horsburgh as well, he's an option, but playing on the edge is probably a, a big question mark. So I think I think probably the maybe the best option for me is Johnson, Moses, Hopgood and DeBellin. Is that?
2: Yeah, that'd be my top four yeah. for sure.
0: And, yeah. and just mm-hmm. throw a blanket over them and, you know.
2: Yeah, I think it's more like, you know, what do you want, I, I guess. Like I think Moses and Johnson are probably the ceiling plays versus Hopgood and DeBellin are probably the, you know, the safe 60 with upside for more if things go right. Mm,
0: yeah. Oh, safe 60 is a bit, bit no. um, opt- <laughs> optimistic.
2: Yeah. Safer based.
0: Uh, yeah. Theoretically safe. Yeah. Theoretically safe. Yeah. Mm. No. Yeah. No. They're not going to get you a zero pending injury. Um, I guess Mitch Moses is, yeah, he's probably, you know, safer this week, but no, nah, I like Moses. I'm going to have Moses FOMO this week. I think he's my big player I'm worried about, people having that I don't have this week. So, uh, All right, boys, into the questions?
2: Yeah, let's get into it. All right. All right, well, uh, I'll jump into this one because I think we've had this question from about four different people, maybe five. Um, Mark, uh, this this comes to you because this also affects you. Is Frizzell a sell for overall?
0: Uh, yes. So he's going to miss uh, rounds 13, 14, 16, and 19 now, plus be at absolute massive danger of reduced minutes. So, yeah, he's he's probably, uh, I'd almost say urgent sell just due to the fact that I feel that he's, you know, he's a big danger for reduced minutes, and he's missing four of the, the next, like, seven weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, because like, I've I've got Frizzell and Lucy's team, and um, yeah, it, it's I'm in a little bit of an odd position where I've got ten before trades, but I've got you know Lockie Miller, Brandon Smith, and Isaiah Katoa out to Chan's Ponga and Hopgood because I'm missing one edge and two wing fullbacks. So like, I'm in a position where like I could hold Frizzell this week and see what happens in Origin. Um, yeah, does he get picked for game two?
0: Yeah, I think that's um, fine if you if you can make trades like that, that's fine. So, but yeah, he's he's not he's not he's not a must sell. He's just I'm definitely selling, and you know, like I, I think you can you know get creative with it. But also, like if you can afford, you know, a guy like Ponga, who you know, assuming his head stays fine, is going to be a one of the better options. Then you know, that's fine. So
2: um i guess also to connect to that with you know with uh hudson young our jaden sewer um, baby hand sewer yeah, being yeah. A, a, a mystery withdrawal with a knee issue apparently
1: a hamstring i think
2: uh, casually what's a minor knee issue i don't know oh
1: sorry i thought it yeah. said hemi on the um no as you were Yep. I think the hamstring's
0: um, in the knee anyway, so I think <laughs> it's, uh, potato. Yeah, it's, potato. In, it's in
1: Queensland, that's for sure. It's in Queensland, yeah. a <laughs> minor uh, I, hamstring on on the team list site? But I, I, okay. I, have, no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, who knows? Um, all right. Well, anyway,
2: is, is there any are there any edges worth buying now, or are you better off just waiting for a tiger's edge like Bateman or Papali'i next week?
1: For overall, or yeah, for overall. Um, yeah, Bateman and Papali are pretty nice next week. Mm. But who's the best yeah. edge this week that plays, I suppose? I think Hopgood is the best if you can yeah. afford it. A... If you can't afford Hopgood, I mean, you're probably
2: looking at some sort of subpar options. Like, you know, we touched on Cartwright, who's objectively okay. Um, Maybe Corey Harawira and Naira we didn't touch on earlier. Mark, any interest in, in Corey? No. No, fair enough. Um, and I,
0: <laughs> is, that, is that helpful for you? <laughs>
2: no, that is helpful because I think there's going to be uh,
1: a lot of questions.
2: Well, we also had another question here that sort of ties into this. Um, is Josh Shuster a sneaky option, Mark? Oh.
0: No, 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 no. And no, just don't do it. No. They got Jake Arthur. That should, you know, The fact that they went out and got Jake Arthur probably should tell you everything you need to know about how much trust they have in Josh Schuster's ability to stay fit and... <laughs> Yeah, no. Hard no. I think they got
1: um, Jake Arthur so they didn't have to play Cooper Jones anymore, to be fair. (laughs) Well, there's that as well. He was so, so, so bad. Yeah, I was looking at uh,
2: Schuster earlier uh, on Monday, I think it was, and I I just couldn't believe how bad his base is. Like, for a big 5'8", he he makes no tackles. He's averaging about 17 tackles this year. When you've got guys like, you know, Dylan Brown all up who, who... push into the 20s every week. Like even Cody Nikarima has been making over 20 tackles. Um, he doesn't run much either. He's only averaging 45 run metres and he doesn't kick. So, I mean, you're, you're basically relying on him to just uh, fall into attacking stats because he's passing the ball to Tom Dravojevic, which he did on the weekend. Got fifty. He got 51 with a try and three try assists <laughs> just, base, just by passing it to Tom Dravojevic. Um,
1: his base is no-look passes.
2: <laughs> that, that, that is his base. That is yep. his base. It's just no-look passes. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, All right, Rob, Luke wants to know, is it worth keeping guys like Crossland, Granville, um, Jetski, uh, who might lose cash this week just to feel more players, or is it worth trading them out to avoid the price drop?
1: Cool. Crossland is interesting Um, because he's got a 37 break even. It's a hard one, I think, um, because someone like Granville, I would have no issues with selling whatsoever because he, unless you don't have a hooker and you can't afford to buy another hooker, but if you can trade him to someone else, um, then that's fine. Um, But I think it's, I think I'm fine moving any of those guys, if I'm honest, and Chuck Sloan in there as well. Mm -hmm. Like guys that have kind of naturally peaked. I don't know about Crossland to be fair. Like, what do we think his minutes are going to look like? Doesn't look like there's a utility apart from Miller. So, assuming it's going to be Kurt Mann. yeah, unless Man comes in, um, but he might play some middle as well. Um, Crossland still doesn't have Hooker. (laughs) He still doesn't have um, Jewel, and you've probably got two halves already, right? Yeah, Uh, I
2: guess the only like thing in his favor is that he would be around sixteen Hooker. But I mean, if you've got Robson, you know, maybe that probably doesn't matter. It probably depends who you've got.
1: Um, yeah. Who was the other person he named in that list? Was it uh, Jajewski. yeah. Who's on the bench? Though he's on the, I mean, match, so. He's on the he's bench, probably... so I probably am fine with selling him. Uh, yeah, twenty-five break even. He could drop out again as well, depending on what their team looks like. Um,
2: mm. Yeah,
1: it's hard. It's hard with these ones, isn't it? Because we we bought all these players, wanting them for round thirteen, but then the kind of nature of the game of fantasy is that people kind of peak at a certain time um, and it's just how long do you keep them um, when they're going to lose money. It's a tough one. I'm usually wanting to sell a guy early, but um, overall means that you need to hang on to these guys a week too long sometimes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mark.
0: Can I yeah. can I submit a question? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Chance, Nickel, Cluckstar, or... Kaelin Ponga for overall, uh, being that, you know, let's assume that Ponga, everything goes well for him. He's going to play 13, 16, 17, and 20, where Chance is going to play 13, 14, 17, 19, 20. Is the potential ceiling for Ponga of, let's call it five points more than Chance, maybe more? Uh, worth the a one less game, and then b risk of head injury and/or selection for origin with chance being thirty k more.
1: Chances melon isn't risk free either. Well, yeah, he's had two. Yeah.
0: That's that's a good point.
1: Um, but I think objectively, like he's not going to be picked for origin, <laughs> so. <laughs> So you've got that on your side. It's but uh, but uh, I um, thought he
2: was from Queensland.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, now that's Roger, mate. Uh, um, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I but because I, I see your point. Um, and I was just thinking that myself when you were, uh, poo pooing cl- uh, Ponga before. But I, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably rather the ceiling at that price. It depends who your other wing fullbacks are, though. I think.
2: Mm. I think it depends on your risk tolerance as well. Um, like nice. I think Ponga is, Pong is far more likely to be a keeper if everything goes well for him. Um, but I think Chance is objectively the safer option, despite also having his own concussion history this year.
0: Um, yeah, no. yeah. No, just it. Like, so I'm just I'm looking at my buy planning sheet at the moment, and I'm I'm just sort of fiddling around with the idea of saving 30k, and getting Ponga for potentially higher upside. But it means that I'm. Shorter number in fourteen and nineteen that I would have had otherwise, but whether you know whether I can sort of manipulate things well, and make that work, but but the, the the five points per week and the potential keeper wing fullback is the is the two things that are sort of sucking me into having a look at him because you know this year it's Latrell, Manu and and Dust and and there's you know there's Dylan Edwards,
1: mate. Dylan Edwards,
0: there's Teddy, there's all these guys, but they're all in and around 50, but none of them are 420K. No. And end with a jewel. Like, you know, you can just run a, like, Kalem Ponga 18th man if you want to. Like, great. Yeah. Loophole, you know. Like, yeah. Well, I, I think Just, I... just, just tape – what do you think about the, you know, the just the sheer – those two players compared, because that's that's going to be a decision for a lot of people this week, I'd have to imagine.
2: Well, I think there's also a case to make to just wait until round fifteen. Um, once he's had his buy in round fourteen, and see, you know, because then you get the luxury of seeing what happens in Origin. Like, is he going to be picked for round sixteen? He's still going to be very affordable. Um, he will still be, you know, say he scores a fifty this week, he'll still be about four sixty k, which is, hmm. you know, still a bargain. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any need to go rushing in, but I, I think if you if you're feeling lucky, the, the, you know, I like <laughs> punk.
0: Punk.
1: <laughs> I think the safe, the safer one, but is more expensive, is Garrick, who mm. doesn't play fourteen, but plays sixteen.
0: Yeah, no, there's no way. There's no way I'm paying an extra hundred k for Garrick over Chance.
1: Yeah, not on the wing. Yeah, right. no,
2: but I'll, but I'll
0: yeah, but I'll I'll have a look at. I'll have a look at Pogo versus Chance for sure, fullbacks. But, yeah, um, there's no way I'm paying more. But, yeah, sorry, play on, Ryan. You are going to give me a question. Sorry, mate. I've, I've distracted you.
2: Yeah, mate. Uh, well, Craig, want, he's got a question for you, mate. He wants to know, to get 13 on the park this week, you need to use four trades, bringing him down to 12. How many trades is not enough going into the big buys?
0: I think as long as you've planned properly, 12 post-trades is a fine amount. And I think that because that's the same amount that I have. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I think you need to uh, be careful of who you're trading in, um, because like you need to effectively plan for round sixteen and nineteen. Like if you uh, if you're trading in guys, where like oh you're actually going to end up with only nine players in round sixteen, but you've got four wing fullbacks who are available in round sixteen, then yeah, you need to reassess that strategy. As long as you're doing it smartly, I, I think it's okay.
0: Mm. Keeping it in mind that you know, like, like like I'm looking at my trade planning at the moment, and I've got three trades that I need to make until the end of origin to have almost complete buy coverage. Um, and that's with my planning in tatters with, you know, guys being injured and playing big for origin and whatnot. So I'll st- I should theoretically still have nine by the time I get my extra eight and that'll bring me to 17, which should be plenty for seven rounds. So there's, there's injuries and stuff for there. So as long as you plan properly, I think that's fine. So uh, anything with, without a one in front of it, I'd be worried. Um, we've had just for your, uh, comfort, we've had a number of trades come through the inbox this week. With seven and eight trades remaining, um, so twelve post trades is just fine. You're doing great.
2: Yeah, uh, Lucy's uh, going pretty well. She's got if she has thirteen this if she makes three trades this week to get thirteen, she'll still have fifteen remaining. So she's she's oh, delightful. that's heaps. That's too yeah. good.
0: That's way too good.
2: Um, all right, Rob, Nicholas here, he's, uh, he's done a, he's done a uh, irregular. Rob. Um, he says he wishes there was an undo for last week's trade button, as I'm sure you do as well. He traded in Andrew Davey and Ben Royvic, as you also did. Um,
1: mate, what are you doing with them? Are you holding them or are you selling both? I think Davey's going to be fine um, because he plays the other buy rounds. He should be back in 15 after the buy. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I am going to keep him. Um, Benjivovich is just too cheap to do anything with. So, unless you're trading him to, who did we say before? Finu. Mm-hmm. Um. Or you know, I don't know. I might trade him to like Oluwapu next week or something. But, um, when do we think he's going back? It could be four to eight, right? We have no idea. We have no, no news on that injury. Yeah, not yet. So. Yeah, I've got no issue with trading um, well, either of them but I uh, am going to keep Davey because I kind of need him for those other rounds um, like 14 I should be okay it's just 16 um, it's tough and I don't have a gun edge apart from Fafita so he's helpful mm-hmm. for me Fair enough. Um, all right, Dale, he wants. He says, Ryan,
2: who wins in a fight? Tohu Harris, the reigning champion, or Jeremy Marshall King? Um, Mark, I know you say I overrate Tohu Harris, but, I mean, he's got about 30 kilos on Marshall King. Am I, am I going to get any objections here to saying, like, Je- Marshall King's in the wrong right, weight class here and Tohu's going to win this fight?
0: I, I, I almost wonder if maybe t- the Tohu being too nice and, like, not actually, you know... Maybe he's like re- be reading his own headlines coming into the fight.
2: Well, maybe. Yeah.
0: Where he's like, you know, he just assuming he's going to win. So, you know, he slacks off at training a little bit. Although Tohu doesn't really seem like that sort of guy. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm fine with you yeah. going. Tohu in a first round knockout, I'm fine with it.
2: Yeah, he's got the 30K weight advantage and the 10 centimeter, And he's got, you know, 10 centimetres on him. So he's got the reach as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think wrong wrong weight class for Marshall Kingdale. I'm uh, to bump him down to, uh, down to the, the lightweight. Try again. Try again The, the, feather, the,
0: fe- the featherweight.
2: Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, Rob, uh, is it
1: Metcalf season? Rich wants to know. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for this. Um, so the mail is that Tamari Martin is going to be back round 17 after the Warriors' next bye. Um, so they don't play 16. So worst-case scenario... He gets injured, I suppose. But second worst case scenario um, is that it's only three weeks, which is not enough for a buy. Um, best case scenario is that he comes out and brains it um, and then keeps Tamare Martin out of the team, which would be awesome because he's got great reps and I really hope he does well. But I think it's slightly too risky for my blood and I'd rather get like a Carlo Oluapu next week. No, I think that's. I think you've summarised that well. Um, all right, Mark Lachlan here. He wants to know:
2: Is there a case to trade uh, to a better player in a position you already have for a buy, e.g., Frizzell to Moses when you've already got Sean Johnson and Cody Nikarima, uh, but you're missing two wing fullbacks? So, like, you, it would replace Moses with Nicarima, but you'd also be still be missing two wing fullbacks. What, what do you think strategy-wise around that?
0: Depends on what you think. Nickarima is going to do this week. If you think Nickarima is only going to get like ten points at playing at fullback, which is a real possibility, and you think Moses is going to score ninety against the Cowboys, then you then you're actually profiting eighty points for this week for that trade. Plus, you know you're using Nicarima for what he should be used for, which is you know buy cover and that's it. And then, um. Round, round 14, Moses isn't going to be available either, so you're going to then use Nikarima there anyway maybe. Um, I would lean towards trying to be a little bit more tactical positionally, but without seeing your team, I'm not going to tell you definitely that it's a bad decision. Uh, but I feel like, you know, let's say you're looking for that, you know, unless you got, you know, a Ben Draboyevich or a, Tommy Talao or whatever, and Frizzell, and you can turn him into, like, Kalen Ponga and Charles Nickel Cookstein instead of Moses and keeping that red dot. You get your two wing fullbacks. And, you know, Moses could absolutely turn out at 37 this week. And then you also get Nick Arima, who's been scoring really well. You know, so that's one of those ones where it could absolutely work out and be a big hero play, or it could also like compound the error because you could get a worse score out of Moses than what you get from Nick Plus you could have also got two guys in that other position that gave you better cover as well, who you're missing scores from something like that. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of room for error and like a small margin for upside. So I would be leaning away from doing something like that.
2: Very well said. All right, uh, Jared here, he's head-to-head, so I'll take this one. He wants to know, are there any trades that you should make this week? He's got no head-to-head games. He's considering um, Tohu and Oluwapu. Um So uh, this is an interesting one. So obviously, we Oluapu, don't trade players in on a buy. We'd learnt this lesson yep. what, two weeks ago. Don't do that. Um, Tohu, yes. So I, I think there are some trades worth doing. So for example, in my team, my head-to-head team, I'm, only making, I'm making one trade this week. And that's Lockie Miller to Tohu Harris. And that's simply to avoid the potentially hundred k price, price price change. Yeah. Mm. Um, everything else I think can wait till next week. Uh, hopefully. Uh, as long as there's no massive scores and prices are way out of whack next week. But um, yeah, so that's is one I am doing purely to save the hundred K price change. So yeah, if you're doing something like that, absolutely. Um, I think, I think there is merit to that. Um, he also wants to know, do I hold Sloan and hope he gets some cash back? Uh, thanks, Legends Go the Warriors, which is something we touched on a little bit earlier. And I, I think, uh, I don't know which way I'd go with that. Uh, I know you guys were potentially
1: saying he could be a cash cow
2: again.
0: Oh, no, that's that's not really what I said. Yeah,
1: mm. it was strange. <laughs> it was like a he might be an accidental cash cow because he's yeah. being so terrible that he's gonna he's losing so much money.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that was more what it was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's maybe why he was looking at doing
2: Sloan to Oluapu to potentially save a price drop with Sloan, but I think that's one I would just I don't I think the, the price drop is worth the potential risk of Oluapu getting injured or going back to the bench as um, in that situation. So I think I'd just hold off there. Um all right. Mark Nathan says, hey, lads, I've got Cleary, Hines, and Haas. He's looking at trading Haas for Moses to have half cover for the entire Origin period and trade in Haas after Origin. Is that a good plan?
0: Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, I did that a couple of weeks ago. Um, obviously, traded in Hines, thinking he was going to be available, which he's not, which is annoying. But, you know, sometimes you get that. But, um, yeah, as a... You know, principle. I'm I'm fine with the idea of something like that. I'd almost be more inclined to move Hines on than Haas, given that Hines is going to miss an extra game.
2: Yeah, fair. Um, so we touched on captaincy options, Rob. But Kieran wants to know: What are your thoughts on tarponing at lock? Would you slap the captaincy on him? Are you feeling spicy?
1: <laughs> I just I just can't like up. Oh, I just can't <laughs> like knowing the line of where, <laughs> where the minutes are on Daphne. Um but it could be nice it could be nice I, I, but I I, um, I wouldn't do it it'd, it'd be a braver man than me or woman um, do it
0: a braver person
1: yeah alright
2: Mark Jerry here outside of Haas and Yo who are the keeper mids is it time to consider Hopgood Horsburgh Jack DeBell and his keeper options instead of buy planning options
0: Yes.
1: DeBellin is absolutely- Whose cat was that? Uh,
0: That was Rob's cat.
1: I don't have a cat. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, it was my cat. It was Fred. Fred Weasley. (laughs) Bloody
1: Fred. Fred Weasley.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was Fred Weasley, the ginger prince. No, I actually locked both of the cats in with me because they've been fighting. And uh, Cleo, who's the other cat- has been sleeping in the cupboard for the last hour and a half and she's decided she wanted to leave, so I let her out. And Fred also wants to come out, but I know he wants to go out so he can go and annoy Cleo, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> not allowing that to happen. Um, but circling back, um, the answers to the question outside of Huss and Yo is uh, Torhu Harris, Jack DeBellin, Jermaine Hopgood, Pat Carrigan, Ryan Madison, Mo Fodawaker. There's honestly so many middles it's not funny.
2: Yeah, I've still got a little bit of doubts over whether Hopgood is a keeper and whether he isn't just a buy planning option once they are back to full strength uh, after Origin. Um, mm. I've got no doubts on the other two. I think DeBellin and Horsburgh have been great this year and they look like being keeper options. Um, all right, Rob. Uh, Wade wants to know the odd man out here. Uh, I think this is a simple one. tohu Harris, Joe Tarpany, or Joe Gowie. who's the odd man out? In terms of what? Well, I'm, I'm guessing he's looking right. at buying two of them. Yeah, well, he's looking yeah. at buying two, so who's the odd man out? Get the first two. Yeah, there you go. Done.
0: Yeah, don't want to bring traps into your team, mate.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Mark, Alex has 17 trades left. He's got 10 playing this week. Uh, he's looking at doing Frizzell and Miller to Hopgood and Bird, which I think we're fine with. Mm-hmm. Um. He's also He wants to know, though, does he hold Liero for round 16 or does he bring in a, a wing fullback to get 13 this week? He's got Garrick and Drinkwater.
0: I, I think, like, Liero to Ponga or something like that might be nice to sort of 250K and similar scoring. Something like that might be okay.
2: Yeah, I do yeah. like that. That's, that's spicy. All right, uh, Rob, um, so this question's... Been uh, now I, I've
0: just done it now. I'm doing the thing that we spoke about off air. Where you start the recording not liking a player and then you just start recommending them to everybody it's by the end. Absolutely of
1: it? happened to you. I've watched it before before my eyes. It's phenomenal. Damn it. Come on. For the listener. For the I, knew listener ha-
0: I knew it was knew it was happening. <laughs> I knew it was happening too.
1: This happens a lot. We we have our hot take and then we slowly walk it back. And then by the end we love the player. I actually think Liero's a fine hold for um Sixteen, if I'm honest. Like there's not that many oh, edges. Yeah, he's fine. 16. Yeah. Just he's just well, a walk-up kind of forty-five, which is great. I think
0: the, the question is though, if you got seventeen trades and only ten playing this week. Wasn't that Didn't he say he,
1: well,
2: he he's up to yes, twelve well. after those makes those two first trades. Right, okay. So, so yeah,
0: fill it yeah. out. So an extra number. Sixteen edge is like one of the easiest positions oh, to it? fill.
1: Yeah. Cool. Easy days. Okay. All right. Oh,
2: well, let's stay on that track then um, of uh, recommending blokes that we didn't think were, were buyers an hour ago. Um, so, um, Cody, uh, Matt, MLS, Liam, Cam—they've uh, all got Miller-related questions. You know, no clue who to trade Miller to. Best Miller replacements. Miller, what are we doing? Best wing fullback, not on a buy under 470k. Oh, uh, yeah. What's 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 the answer here,
1: boys?
0: Yeah. Well, we're in the cha- we're in the chance ponga uh, zone.
1: Yep. Is it only those two? Yes. I think they're the
0: best two. 470k? Who else are you going to pick?
1: No.
2: Yeah. But I think we're all pretty
0: comfortable.
2: We're all pretty comfortable that Miller's a sell, yeah? Do we agree with that?
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, not that I operate two teams, but if I did and I had a head -head team, I'd be trying to work out what I'm doing there with him. Uh, But, yeah. No, I was hoping we get it. I'd be hoping we'd get Xavier Savage for an extra option. Um, I'll, tell you,
2: I'll tell you who would have been nice uh, when we recommended him about six weeks ago at 330K, Kyle Felt, who's now just over oh, 500. my boy. <laughs> he would have been nice.
0: Yeah, I, I went into bat for him hard too. Yeah. yeah, you started it. And then I even went on Jamie Brown. and I was talking about him and he just looked at me like I was a crack addict.
2: when I was talking about him. <laughs> now he's made 170K.
0: Yeah, wheels up, felty. Not a buy anymore. How good? Yeah, no, he's way, he's way too expensive. I was like, oh yeah, I'll get him cheap ne- neck minute. He's more expensive than bloody two thousand fourteen fullback. Yeah, oh yeah, he's the same price back as James Tedesco almost. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's a serious problem.
1: No, I know this keeps happening this year, and it's <laughs> driving me crazy. He's more dear. expensive
0: than Jacob Carraz.
1: Oh, man. Do you remember when Jacob Craz was a top three wing fullback?
0: Oh man, that, that was, was a fun couple like weeks. Four weeks ago, too. <laughs> 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 I love it. I love. It. I love fantasy so much. It's my favorite thing in the world. Eh? It's just. It's just chaos. It, it, yeah. Like if you do, if you need to learn radical acceptance, playing fantasy is the best way to do that. So radical acceptance is just having to accept things for what they are. You know, and knowing that you have no control over them whatsoever, and just going like, "Oh well, it is what it is." Which is like you know, as guys, we just you know if, if I have a dollar for every time I've ever heard a man say it is what it is, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be a millionaire, and I don't think I've ever heard those words coming out of a female's mouth and it's it's just something to do it's not it's not sexist, it's just I, I just as men we just say that saying specifically those words a lot, it is what it is
2: yeah, burden to bear,
0: yeah, push it yeah, yeah, so anyway. Um, yeah, if you ever needed to learn how to, like, just accept things, that's it. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, all right, boys, so, Rob, one word. You're only allowed to say one word here, Kalen Ponga or Nickel Cookstar? Kalen. Rob, uh,
1: Ryan. Kalen.
0: Oh, my God.
2: I feel like we're on Survivor, like, reading out <laughs> our votes.
0: <laughs> Kalen, you are the weakest link. Goodbye.
1: No, 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 oh, That's chance. a different
0: show. That's a different show. No, I'll, I'm going to go Chance. I'm going Chance.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, um, you did not live dangerously, Matt. No, Yeah, I, I thought you lived dangerously. All right. Yeah, I am. Um,
0: I'm living dangerously by taking the theoretically worse option.
2: All right. So let's keep it in the wing fullback genre. Um, Darren, Luke, Harry, uh, is Walsh a hold through the origin period? Walsh a sell better hold over origin, Teddy or Walsh, Rob? What do you think?
1: So, Walsh. Isn't playing sixteen or nineteen. Neither. Is Teddy. Um neither's Teddy. Ooh. Who's more likely to get rested? Probably Walsh, I reckon. Yeah, probably yeah. Walsh.
0: Broncos um, are doing a lot better. And Tristan Sale is a jet, so
1: Yeah. I think I'd rather hold Teddy, if I'm honest. Like they absolutely need him, the Roosters. They are a dumpster fire. So um if you yeah. only had one though, do you still think Walsh
2: is okay to hold?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah.
0: Well, he's probably he's not going to play round sixteen. Like he, I mean, they're on a buy. Um, but mm-hmm. he'll just be in in camp as uh, Kalen Ponga's backup. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: almost certain.
0: Oh man, swings and roundabout. This is could be like the the moment of the year. That like you know the decision you make. It's all right. Play on, boys. Yeah. Keep going.
2: It, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a, a a door, like two two pathways. Which <laughs> door do you take? Um, all right, Mark Zane wants to know. He had Burbo penciled in at center for this week. Is it worth running twelve rather than spending a trade to get a center? And he's got Manu and Alamotti as his NPR centers. Um,
0: uh, it depends. Like, I assume you don't have the 500k required to get to Bird or. 450k to get to Lemuelu respectively. Low max? Uh um, yeah I mean if you could make it to Lomax I think that's fine. Alternatively I'd probably just roll with 12.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think 12 is fine. For a 12 week. Is absolutely fine. Yeah. Especially in center, you know. Yeah. So I guarantee exactly. Right. Good. Unless it's Bird or Lemuelu,
0: chances are just as likely that you can get a 9 than anything good
2: um just a couple of general questions here nathan and uh Tomasque, hopefully i'm pronouncing that right they just they just say what the hell that's my question is it okay to have no idea because you are so lost um yes guys it's okay it's, it's yeah um uh, okay uh rob got a question for you here from your father uh, rob's daddy he wants to know how did you how did the boys go in their respective. <laughs> Mr Mr McStay here he wants to know how did the boys go in their respective amateurs leagues cough cough rob
1: this is just an absolute drive by a eh? like <laughs> i i i am winning this so the, so at the start of the season um James our intern set up these amateurs leagues um which are just head to head leagues that i'm sure you two are both in as well and until this week i was like i was like Ryan in the hurt locker i was 11 and 0 um, and then I get my first L of the week to um, Hotapu Baker. And then he goes and changes his name to Rob's daddy. And <laughs> in the, in the because <laughs> yeah. he beat me by 50 points. He's sitting in eighth. I'm still sitting in first, one loss. Um, you,
0: you know what the funny thing is about that is 100% he sends a question in every week and gets our advice and then just gives you the big stitch up on the
1: podcast too. It's just phenomenal. I, I really <laughs> like it. I It's just, it's just exactly the pettiness that I love about fantasy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I wish you all the best. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Come,
0: come, the, come the business, come the business and Rob's going to be, uh, you know, taking his daddy shit back.
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: Or not. Uh, I actually two? am not in a amateur's league. Somehow. Oh, did you not join one? No, no I think that one. there was only, I think there was only six maybe. And there was one person that was like really late in the, in the thing that wanted to join one. And, and I sort of, you know, gave him my spot. I'm pretty sure. So, and it's, it had nothing to do with me not wanting to be embarrassed by our followers and everything to do with me <laughs> being a good bloke.
2: I actually think uh, the, the amateurs head-to-head league I'm in is actually the worst head-to-head league I'm I'm doing. Like every other league I'm in, I'm like I'm absolutely flying in, and in this one I'm uh, barely scraping into the eights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the listeners
2: are giving me a touch-up. Because like they're all just – yeah. <laughs> they're,
0: just, they're just copycatting your advice and just making it like slightly better.
2: Yeah, like I'm 12-0 and 0 in the Hurt Locker. Um, like I've got, I have got think I've got two losses in the eights cup and in this league I'm sitting at seven and five. You blokes are just awesome. too good. So Love
0: good. it! Yeah, um, I've actually had a bit of a resurgence in the AIDS Cup, eh? You're back. Yeah, I'm. I'm sitting in third.
2: Ooh, nice! So
0: I think we're all tied. I think we're all tied for first. I'm ten and two. You, me, and Chappie.
2: Yeah, well, you, you're still uh, you still can't see me in the hurt locker mate. I'm still keeping you down. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark, uh, Ricardo and Sean here. Um, they want to know our thoughts on Adam Elliott, which we sort of gave, and they were asking uh, Adam Elliott or Tohu for 100K cheaper, round 16 coverage, and slightly better PPM. Is it worth going Elliott? No. Yeah. Uh, I'd actually – I think we'd rather go uh, Sipley, wouldn't we?
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I'd rather go Tohu through, first. Tohu yeah, first, Over sure. eh? Like, just get the guy that you know as a keeper or potential yeah. keeper slash gun.
0: But if you have something much better to do with your money, mm. yeah,
1: yeah, you can go.
2: All right. Um, Rob, Spence wants to know, who is the best buy coverage cashy?
1: Is it Finder? Is it Finder? It probably is. Hmm. Manly's yeah. really nice. Um, there's not really anyone f- from the Eels, is there?
0: Hmm. Is yeah. Warhammer Greg still a like cashy?
2: It's it's borderline, isn't it? I, I think I think, of, I think I'd rather Finu. Yeah. Um, and he also asks uh, Ryan, should we sell Pangai to get an extra number in uh, in round thirteen? Well, I'm not because I've only got him in my head to head team, and he plays on Sunday, and you'd assume he's probably not going to play big minutes either. So I think he should back up um yeah i, I guess uh, the tough one is i guess now now knowing that um jake roivic is probably not going to be back for game 2 which would mean if pangai doesn't completely you know shit the bed and get sinbinned he should be in the side for game 2 depending on what happens um so i think if i was overall focused i think i probably would sell him i think uh but head to head i think he's fine a hold for now um, just given I'm also holding Tyson Brazel, so I need that edge coverage in round 14. Um, Mark Gerald wants to know what's the best hooking combination to get through the buys? He's got Tanner Boyd and Harry Grant. He's tempted to hold Grant and cop the zero hooker score for round 13. Uh, would you consider maybe going hook to, uh, sorry, Boyd to Damian Cook?
0: Yeah, well, I actually really, I was going to say that.
2: Yeah, because you could also grab, because obviously Cook doesn't play round 16, but you could also potentially grab uh, Jake Turpin, which solves that issue next week. Um, all right, Rob. Matt here, he's held Hammer and Miller since the start just for round 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep, that'll happen.
2: Uh, he's looking at Charns and Garrick as the obvious replacements. Are there any other thoughts? Uh, would you go... Ponger over Garrick?
1: I think we're fine with Chance. Would you go Ponger over
2: Garrick, Rob?
1: Mate, I'm the CEO of the Garrick fan club, so <laughs> I wouldn't, but um, there's probably better things to do with your money. <laughs> than... um, but Garrick's definitely not playing Origin, and he doesn't have any uh, HIA concerns. Um, but his base is. Uh, he kicks goals, though. So might Ponga, I think it's I think it's Ponga. I think I'd get Ponga over Garrett. Um, but if you've got some cash and you don't want Ponga, you don't believe in his Melon or that he's or you know you don't believe in Reese Walsh as the saviour of Queensland, then um, yeah, maybe it is Garrett.
0: Can I ask a question? And I'm scared of using the words "material difference."
1: Oh, here oh no! We go. Oh no!
0: Is there a material difference between? Ruben, Garrick and Callum Ponga, fantasy
2: wise. I mean, the material difference is the price gap.
0: Yeah, it's one hundred and what is one hundred and forty k or something like that. Mm. Garrick last three seasons on the wing, average forty six point six, average forty, and average forty seven, including full time goal kicking, like in all three of those. Um, do we, you know, is is? Is Garrick, Garrick's not a keeper and he's a 550K, he's not a cash cow.
1: Is he he's, a keeper at, at wing fullback this year though? Because no. we look at the top, like the, there's only he, four wing fullbacks averaging 50. This but you year.
0: just have Jareen Buller for 100K less though, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, but you didn't buy him at 450K, no, did you? You but, bought him at that,
0: But that's a, That's the thing in the plus column.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but th- another bull is not going to show up. Maybe they will. Yeah,
0: Valence is coming back, mate. <laughs> is <laughs> he? No, no, he's not.
1: But nah, I'm just,
0: I'm just rustling you, Jimmys, man. I'm just provoking some, some discussion here. Cause I, we, I think that the material
1: difference between the two is that um, Garrick's played ten games and Pong has played three. <laughs> How many has Pong played?
0: Uh, he's played three hundred and fifty minutes of footy this year so far. Yeah. The three and a half, four.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the difference, isn't it? Is the like, but you never yeah. know. Eric might get hurt, and yeah, we could be. You don't, you don't get the one. scores
0: that they've already accrued, you get the scores they get from now on. That's right.
1: All right. Um,
2: Eddie here, he's come to stir me a little bit. He wants to know how many players does Ryan have this week? Is he really head to head only, or is he just, you know, saying that because he's his rank is shit? Yeah. Um, well, mate, I'll have you know, I am head to head only. I've got uh, I've got eight green dots this week, but only seven playing because I've got Isaiah Katoa as a third half, and I'm still in the top 200. But uh, I think for the last week, I think I'm going to say, be saying long. goodbye. Yeah, I'm going to be saying goodbye to the top 200 this week. Uh, it's been fun, um, and you know, if you ever question my uh, my dedication to head to head over overall, you're talking to the bloke who captained Wade Graham last year just for you know shits and giggles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. I think I kept
1: yeah. in Cody Ramsey. <laughs> it wasn't very fun. That was back when you were a head-to-head player. You're an overall player now. I don't know what I am. Mate, that guy got in my head after he told me he was my dad.
0: <laughs> Rob's giving Settle- up on his head to head dreams. He's gone back to overall now.
2: Settle down, son. Um all right. Rob Christian wants to know he's looking at doing Harry Grant and Ryan Madison to Damian Cook and Tohu Harris. Would you pull the trigger on that?
1: Uh what do you think about selling harry grant what rounds does he miss just the main
0: three yeah
2: i feel like you know because going Mado to tohu probably banks
1: you a bit of cash like surely you got someone else you could upgrade to cook yeah cook is the best hooker this year besides Grant. sorry 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 grant grant is what i was trying to say um but, and
0: he's he's not likely to be arrested because he
1: only plays like 45, 50 minutes in origin. Yeah, I'd just be... I'm just wary of selling the best player in a position. Um, especially when it's been so tough. And we don't even know if Cook's going to be... Like, Cook might just average low 50s.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, speaking of
2: which, um, Ashmi wants to know, is Marshall King to Cook worth a trade?
1: No. What? Yeah, Definitely no. not. Definitely not. There's no material difference... <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh Rob. See now you put the mocker on now you put the mocker on Marshall King and I put the mocker on on Ponga.
1: No, what I'm saying is it's not worth a trade uh between those two. They both play thirteen. Um and yeah, Cook might go great guns, but I don't know if you need to trade Marshall King to get there. Mm-hmm. Marshall King's been fine, slash above our expectation. So get yep. them both. Uh, Mark Melton here wants to know who are the best players to target for
2: round sixteen.
0: Well, that's a funny, interesting question, and I like where your head's at. Um, let me just open up my little sheet here.
2: Well, uh, well, Mark's looking. I think one, two what? on the top of my uh, list that I've got on my watch list are Asafa uh, Solomona and James Fisher-Harris. I think it's two potentially yeah. cheap mids.
0: Yeah, good value options. So, obviously, uh, guys who suit both rounds, being 13 and 16, Cowboys, Eels. Um, So, uh, Robson still fine, although he's been a bit sort of lackluster. Um, You know, Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman uh, will be done with two of their buys by then. Um, Obviously, Manu for those that, uh, you know, never got him or sold him. Um, yeah, there's, there's more like a lot of really good holds. Um, Oluwapu is a good option for 16 as well. You know, fish, nas, um, so all the eels players, uh, like they only miss of the major six by rounds they play the last four. So, uh, any, any sort of eels is fine. Um, yeah, sharks and tigers are good. Um, yeah, it's, uh. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Even um, you know, Knights they'll play three of the four. So, you know, like a even like Pongo, that sort of those sort of players, assuming they're not playing Origin are good. Um it's gone sixteen is comfortably the hardest round. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's not even close. It's sixteen's by far the hardest. So Broncos, Dragons, Rabidos, Raiders, Waz are on the buy. And like all of those teams are really good for cover. For every other round aside from that round. <laughs> so
1: yeah.
2: awesome. Yeah. Sixteen's
0: <laughs> the one. If you're gonna go skimp on a round, skimp on sixteen.
2: Um all right, Rob. Tallum here. He wants to know who does he trade cheese for? It was it was his backup hooker. He's got thirty seven K in the bank. He's lacking an edge, center, and wing fullback for round thirteen.
1: Uh Ponga? Yeah. Maybe Lomax?
2: Yeah. Uh, not many great edge options. In edge that is not
1: the one, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I'd let that let edge through the keeper. Yeah. Or, or, or chance. Yeah. Okay, well...
2: um Let's keep it on this track again. So, Duncan here. How do you rank the wing fullback options this round? Also, how many trades should we be aiming for for the start of round fourteen? He's currently on twelve, which we touched on. We think that's okay. Um, so, yeah, okay. The, the, how do you how do we rank these wing fullback? Let's get a definitive ranking here. So, Garrick Chan's, uh, Ponga, I guess Drinkwater as well, in there. All right.
0: So, um, it, it it should just be said that the like the highest average. Non valence uh, wing fullback option for this week's actually Greg Marju, who's the only one who's averaging over 50.
2: Mm.
0: So uh, at 625, I'm not interested in buying him. I just wanted to say that. Um, that being said, I think if you're chasing just sheer upside, uh, Ponga has to be the best option um, with Garrick and Nickel Kluckstar probably in the same tier below that for me.
2: And then Kyle Felt number four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Rob, Dan wants to know does he trade Jaden Seward to field 13 or is it does he just hang on to him? Oh, oh
0: sorry, sorry, drink water. Drink water. Drink um, water's good. Drink water's good. But obviously uh he's up a bit in price from where he was and I mean, he had two twenty sevens and a ten, which is dragging his average down. But he hasn't actually. I mean, he got over fifty against the Tigers in a shellacking, which is a really good sign. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I he's
0: probably. That, right. I think. I think it might be Ponga, Drinkwater, Garrick, Clockstar in that order. But for value wise, I prefer Chance over Garrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rob,
1: Jade, Sewer? Um. Oh, I want some mail on whether his knee is in his hamstring or (laughs) what's going on there. Um, But presuming it's hamstring, that's probably going to be at least two weeks, right? Um, Who is he selling him to? Well, he just wants to know if he should
2: sell sewer to field 13 or does he just hang on to him? Mm. I think, yeah, I think it might just depend on what the prognosis for the injury is if it's longer than, because he's going to miss around 16. So maybe if it's say a, two to three week injury where he potentially misses 13, 14 and 15 and then 16. Um, I think it's probably easy to sell. In that yeah, case. I think that's right. I think he probably so, can sell him. He's got look, yeah. tiny little
1: hands too. So,
2: <laughs> Yeah, probably just wait and see what news comes out around that. Um, uh, Mark, is there any point uh, playing 13 instead of 12 this week just for the sake of it and wasting a trade?
0: Uh, it depends which player you're buying, but if you're saying wasting a trade, then the answer is no.
2: <laughs> yep. Uh, Rob, would you do cheese and Frizzell uh, to Hopgood and Metcalf, or would you throw in Miller there and do Weeks, Hopgood, and SJ? So let's just say Frizz to Hopgood is done. Would you do cheese and Miller to Weeks and SJ, or just cheese to Metcalf? I
1: wouldn't buy Metcalf. Um, so yeah, I'd probably do the other one. SJ's quite expensive, though. Would you get SJ or Moses?
2: Uh, probably depends what the rest of your team is like, because I guess you have got to keep in mind like you probably do want to be fielding seventeen in round fourteen, don't you? So uh, yeah, yeah. The question is,
1: good. the
0: question is, do you need a fourteen or a sixteen buy cover? That's the yeah. that's the, the leading thing there. Yeah, I mean, all could... things
1: equal, would you get Moses or SJ though if you could, if you if your fourteen was sorted? Mm. They're basically the same price, five k difference.
2: Oh, probably Moses. Moses is so much
0: more floor ceiling, like like diverse floor ceiling. Like, he's literally got his highest score and then his worst score two weeks in a row, like 103 and then 29. Yeah. How did he get a 29 against the Titans?
2: Is that the game he – I don't don't
0: know. But he played 72 minutes. Like, you know, that's pretty close. Like, you know, it's not like he was going to get 30 points in the last eight minutes. I mean, he could have. But you know he's he's very rocks and diamonds, whereas SJ seems a bit more consistent. So it also probably depends whether you value the floor or the ceiling more.
2: Yep. All right, uh, Rob Lockie here. He wants to know who would you trade out of Walsh, Haas, and Grants. He's leaning towards holding. He's sorry. He's leaning towards uh, selling Walsh and Grant. Uh, so yeah, which who's the old man out there? Um, who, are you, who are you keeping? Which two would you sell of those
1: three? Mm, I think I'd sell Walsh and Haas, I guess.
2: He also wants to know, is it worth going uh,
1: Couchman to Ponga or Chance or just save a trade? Couchman is playing and his duel, but he's going to get you about 19 points. <laughs> Yeah. No, he might get you twenty five points.
0: I, I, yeah, I think, I think, pull the trigger on that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of yeah. where I was
2: getting to. Yeah. All right, Mark. I've got a question here from a Mark. Um,
0: he uh, said <laughs> two quickons. Rob, were you taking longer to answer that question because you wanted to bill the guys by the hour, and you're about to tick over into the next, you know, billable
1: slot? Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just six minute increments, mate. Yeah. You know, <laughs>
2: Right. Mark for Mark. Uh, he he wants to do Cotter to Tohu, Miller to Ponga or Garrick. I think we settled on Ponga there. Um, the extra cash of Ponga allows him to do Cheese to Cook next week. Both I, I, I sound yep. good to me. Yeah. Yep. Tick. Rick, Big tick. Uh, Rob Luke here. He wants to do Hammer to Chance, Cheese to Tohu, Miller to Garrick, um, and Grant to either Boyd or Cook. Um, not Boyd. Boyd? Right? Yeah. No, Boyd? Not, not Boyd. I don't know who else. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a, Don't, don't know. do that. Um, don't it, would, it would give him 11. He uh, it it says it would give me 11, or does he just play uh, Jake Granville at hooker and
1: trade out Preston or Burbo to get 12? I don't really like trading Preston. He's been good, and he plays 16. Um, and 19,
0: yeah. And 14.
1: Yeah, I kind of have accidentally got trapped with Preston but he's fine so I I don't think I'd trade him okay I gotta Uh, say I think
2: I'd just run Granville for a week um, and and just hang on to Grant I I think I'd rather that Um, yeah all right Uh, two left Um, all right Mark Luke here he wants to know would you who would you trade out of Cotter Walsh Cleary and Hines he's got 10 for round 13 before trades
0: I uh, wasn't listening
2: ask me again who would you so, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, boys, I just got caught up in the uh, yeah i got there's I got caught up in some uh, non non hour podcast into you know content creator related drama I was scrolling oh, dear. to play oh, on
2: dear. all right Luke here he's, so he's got ten players for around thirteen before trades. he wants to know who should he trade out of Cotter, Walsh, Cleary, and Heinz
0: um. Cotter, Walsh, Cleary, Hines. I probably would hang on to – are you only selling one?
2: Well, it's up to you. So he's got 10 players before trade. So you could trade three, you could trade one. Up to you.
0: Yeah, I probably would keep Cleary and Hines and move on Walsh and Cotter to like, you know, Tohu and someone else good, particularly if you can free up some E dues for uh, a, a good move next week.
2: Yeah, sounds like the plan. Um, And then the last question here, uh, I've got Kyle here. He wants to know, name your best round 13-13. He suddenly has uh, Cook and Robson. He didn't expect to have Cook. Um, And he's thinking, I hold both and trade cheese, so no other hooker cover. Is that the right plan? And which one would you play this week? Yeah, that's tough. Like, if you've got Robson as your hooker and you've suddenly been sprung with Cook. um, Is... So, he was talking about trading cheese. Is the option here to just hang on to cheese and loop Cook and Robson?
0: Uh, or do you not just, like, trade cheese to Torhu or something instead?
2: Yeah, it's probably the play, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Or even Ponga or Chans or, you know, if you're a Rob Garrick, you know, something like that. Like, there's, you know, you don't want to loop and have, Less than 13 players that seems counterintuitive. And if Robson just stinks it up for another week, then you just trade Robson to Cook next week.
2: No, he's got Cook already. Oh, yeah, he's got he's Robson and Cook. To
0: oh, why? Cause he didn't
2: expect because well, he didn't expect well, to have yeah. Cook for round 13. Oh, he didn't did, know, right?
0: Did we just yeet Robson then, but then you don't have cover for 16. 16.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because well, Brandon Smith was his cover, so... Yeah, right, mm. okay. Robson and Cook work pretty well together. It just yeah okay. Right. A... yeah, okay, all
0: right, yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right, I see it, yeah, okay. Well,
1: we okay, well, well, here's the plan. Do you, do because
2: you, Robson plays before Tohu and Cook, and obviously Cheese isn't going to lock, so do you stick Tohu, uh, sorry, do you stick Robson in your emergencies? If he goes crap, then you just play Cook and you can trade Cheese, or if he goes awesome, then you can keep Cheese and, you know, stick Cook in your emergencies. But
0: cheese has and- gone for... The foreseeable the future, though, isn't he? So yeah, yeah but really I mean, run.
2: if if it's the difference between you know, say Robson gets an eighty, and you can take that eighty rather than uh, mm. you know, trading cheese yeah. this week, and no, you can trade right. cheese next week.
0: Yeah, but then yeah. how do you loop? Oh yeah, I guess you got Smith, so you can do the loop. Yeah, okay, I like it. No, okay, good. I like it. Cool.
2: All right. Well, uh, that, that's all from me. I, I didn't get the Twitter questions. I don't know, Mark, if you want to quickly run through those. Um,
0: um, yeah, no, that'll go- that'll do well to keep my attention, actually, as well. So <laughs> I can I can do that.
2: We lose mate um, here. Yeah, you need yeah. one or something.
0: Yeah, no, I do. I, I I've been having some struggles with uh, low dopamine activities, and um, you know, answering really similar questions for any hour is a low di- low dopamine activity. But uh, that's all right. Surely not. Uh, no! I had a long day at work too. I was entering budgets into a, a building program today. It was just not 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 a lot of dopamine involved with that either. So I'm 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 running on empty. All right, boys. Um, Danny wants to know. Uh, Rob, does Parramatta finally have enough injured players that Makatoa is worth considering?
1: No. Nah. <laughs> nah. Great. All right. Can't see it. He could play zero minutes. No, I love it.
0: Good. Good job. That's the correct answer. Ryan, uh, James wants to know, we've already discussed Miller at length, but Hudson Young, if you put him for origin cover, is he now a sell and does it differ between head-to-head and overall?
2: Um, see, I, I think I'm more likely to sell him than Tavita Pangais because uh, like, obviously he's going to miss this week if you're overall uh, and the Raiders play Friday straight after origin on Wednesday. So you have to think he's not the best chance of backing up. Uh, and then, obviously, if he stays on the origin side, he's going to miss uh, round 16. Uh, chance maybe he gets rested in round 17, and he'd miss round 19 and round 20. So, yeah, I, I think the overall, he's safe to sell. And I think even head-to-head, I'd, I'd consider selling. Obviously, you don't have to do anything this week. You could just wait and see if he does play, if you are head-to-head and you don't play buy rounds, because if you do play buy rounds, you're overall. Um, yeah, I think he's a sell for overall.
0: Yep, love it. Uh, Julius Giza. Wants to know, Rob, uh, Miller for Ponga. Yep, we're fine with that. Uh, Too late. I'm going to give you a better question. Uh, Best three-wing fullbacks. I think we covered that. Um, Ponga, Brandon Smith, and Turpin. Sorry. uh, Miller, Brandon Smith, and Granville to Ponga, Turpin, and Hopgood.
1: Don't get Turpin this week.
0: Assume it's a cash-related thing. If it is, I think it's okay, but I would rather not.
2: Um, yeah, as far as uh, trading in by players go, he's probably the, you know, a little bit less risky because you have to assume he's he's yeah. going to be in the team. He's going to be yeah. getting decent minutes, but you also are risking that training injury.
0: Yeah, surely. I mean, obviously, if you can just do Miller and Brandon Smith to Hopgood and Ponga, that would be better and just keep Granville for the week and not trade Turban for the week. That would be better if you can't do that then, I mean, there's worse decisions that can be made. But as a rule, we don't advise trading in players who are on a buy this week. Um, all right, we've got absolute absolute minimum number of players that you want for this week. Currently only have seven, but have 14 trades before doing anything. Is it worth tra- using four trades to bring in 11? Um, would all be decent scorers like Ponga, Tohu, Debellin, Lemuelu, et cetera.
2: Right. Oh, geez. I feel like if you've only got seven with 14 trades left, I think uh, you might need a pivot to to (laughs) Um, (laughs) head-to-head as your main focus. Plan better Uh, in the future. (laughs) Yeah, uh, because I I feel like most people before trades this week who have buy planned well have at least 10 um, and are looking to bring in more this week. So, yeah, I feel like even with 11, you're going to be a little bit behind and then you're going to have only – 10 trades, I guess, you know, plus 8, so 18 mm. is okay. Um yeah.
0: everyone's getting the plus 8, though, so it's not sort of, you know, doing that arithmetic's not really. So, you'd have, yeah. yeah, you'd have two less players than most and less trades than most. So you probably... I guess the, the larger question is what have you been doing in the five weeks pre, previous where every week we've been telling you to plan for round 13?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess if you're bringing in four players that you think are keepers, I guess it's, it's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Particularly a guy like Tor who... Debellin, I mean DeBellin's sort of on the upper end of where I would be wanting to buy him, though as well. Um, Rob, is Haas a holder or a sell?
1: Um, I'm going to hold him.
0: Yep. Ryan, is Ryan Madison a holder or a sell?
2: Oh, look, I think that just completely depends on injury. We just we don't know yet. I'm going to assume he's a sell because it didn't look good uh, based on what we saw of him getting carried off the field. So I'm going to assume sell, but until further notice, I think with that one, that's TBA.
0: Yep. Uh, Rob, would you go for Robson or Jeremy Marshall King?
1: Um, Marshall King. Damien Is, Cook.
0: Yeah, it's the correct answer, that Damien Cook. Um, Dom had 13 before injuries, droppings and whatever. Now he's only got eight. Um, Do we just... Oh, man. Hop- <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, I mean, there's absolutely a way you could have like Miller... Frizzell, Hudson Young, Ryan Madison, Burbo, and Reese Walsh. Walsh. 100% easy. It'd be easy to do. Do I just cop it on the chin, focus on the other buy rounds, or make some trades to get 10 or so green dots?
2: Probably remember. depends who your sell are. Yeah, you can sell Frizzell.
0: Yeah, and how many trades you got left. Mm. See the last two hours of the podcast, and if there's anyone we said was a sell, feel free to move them on. Um... So CJ was going to trade Teddy to Garrick and play with 12, including Burbo, but given Burbo's out and he doesn't see any other trades, should he just not bother about it and, you know, look at other stuff? Um, and also, what are our thoughts on Isaiah Katoa to Metcalf, Rob?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd probably hold Teddy now. Um, Katoa to Metcalf? Nah. Yeah. Just wait a week for yeah Yep.
0: Yep. Sewer face palm. No question.
1: Won't even cover his whole face either. That's
2: one of your better ones, Rob. Just so quick as
0: well. It's straight off the bat.
1: You like that one. Home run.
0: Um. Would you trade Luttrell out?
1: Oh, latrell has been the best wing fullback. Um, but it's tricky.
0: Yeah, he's looking at Miller, Brandon Smith, and Latrell to hop good to Tola and to Tohu.
2: Yeah, I'm okay with that. I think yep. I'd prefer Sibley if we could afford it.
0: Instead of Tola, yep. No, you mm. can definitely afford it. Yeah, there's, there's some cash left. Um, is it too late to get to Bill and Rob?
1: It's unfortunate, because um, you're paying full price for him now. Uh, but he is one of the better keepers um, in the mid. I mean, the way he's been scoring, he's on his way to over 900. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't play 16, though. Um, yeah, I think... There's better options, better value options, um, but I'm not going to stop you getting him. He's been lights out.
0: Yep. Uh, I've got a trade question here from Jared with an O. Uh, I don't know why I felt that was important, but it is. Um, He's playing head to head, but he's making four trades this week, leaving him with nine, uh, which automatically is a, a hold point. Um, although he's moving Hammer, Miller, Brandon Smith, and Hosking on, who Hosking, I, I probably would save that one, to get Tohu, Totola, Ponga, and Valance. Uh, Jared, to me, and just you know, from here, I'll just take this, uh, seems like you're trying to focus on overall, but you're telling us that you're playing head-to-head. So, A, number one, unlike Rob, you need to make a decision as to whether you're playing head-to-head <laughs> or overall. <laughs> Number two, do not trade in Valence Tafari when he's named on the bench, uh, particularly when you still got 500K in the bank. Um, but, yeah, uh, number three, I, I guess I'd probably be looking to just maybe hold Hosking and just not get Valence, and I think you got enough cash to do that and pull those three because that's still fine to get rid of Hammer, Miller, and Brandon Smith for Harris, Pogger, and Totola, although you could probably go for the Sibley option there.
1: If you're... And if you are truly playing head-to-head, then you don't need to trade people that aren't losing cash or, like, yeah. bleeding cash this week. So yep. it's just Miller.
0: Yep. And then Kai Spence is looking at Holmes and Miller out to Ponga and Hopgood, which is good. Um, now, uh, Perry Derrick, as usual here. He's got 13 players, thanks to Blight by planning strategy. I did get Burbo last week. Without Miller, um, he needs one to replace Miller, uh, which he would have done in round four ten anyway. So I guess it's more of a statement. We've discussed that at length. But he's asking for Mark's hot, Mark's hot tip of the week.
2: Ooh.
0: And, you know, every, I, I really need to start actually thinking about this <laughs> earlier because I'm bloody I – li- I like the hot tip of the week. And I, I, I don't know I feel I feel like maybe I'm not giving that hotter tips. Um. But, you know, maybe we need to track the hot tip of the week. Maybe we'll go back and, and have a look at it. Um, but my hot tip of the week would be to not trade this week just for the sake of having a number if it means that you're then going to miss out on numbers later. If that makes sense. So, like, making a trade, don't just make it for one week because, you know, that's probably what you have done up to the point that's led you to the point now where you need to make a bunch of trades to cover your numbers. So, you know, like, I mean, injuries and people being randomly picked for origin that you're not expecting like Hudson Young and Frizzell does happen occasionally, but, and, you know, people get injured, which happens as well, but don't just trade for the sake of trading. Like, you know, really make a decision on what you believe about guys like Kalen Ponga. You know, I really labored on that earlier because I really do genuinely believe it is a sliding doors moment for, fantasy coaches this year in terms of potential like downside and upside there that like the the swing and roundabout there is just massive you could get a 55 average wing fullback with dual or a 52 average wing fullback with dual for 420k that has really good buy cover or you could get a guy that gets knocked out in the first three minutes for negative three points and doesn't play for the next seven rounds like that it's so big the gap between those two players particularly what we know about his concussion history and all that sort of stuff. So, really commit to how you feel about these players, and and don't just trade for one week. That's my hot tip of the week. Good advice. Thanks, mate. Mm. Any uh, additional closing thoughts, boys? We we've, we've got some time to fill. We're only just over two hours, so we've probably got another hour and a half we can <laughs> squeeze in. Made up hungry. You're hungry. All right. Mm-hmm. I probably. I hungry. Be- <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: dad's back Rob's <laughs> yeah. got his dad's status back he's back I
0: should, I should probably let Fred Weasley out of the room he's slowly demolishing our book cabinet so
2: he's literally <laughs> sitting on top like of the book <laughs> heavy down robes you
0: must, you must be a Weasley Weasley he's literally just death staring at me at the moment too like, don't talk to me like that all right, boys, any closing thoughts before we finish up?
2: No, I'm just going to enjoy my week off. This is good. I'm, you know, sitting pretty in 12 and I put my feet up, enjoy my yeah. head-to-head week off. Yeah, Love it.
1: So Instagram
0: nice. DMs are going to be closed this week. Sorry, we're not replying to any of them.
1: No, head-to-head only.
0: <laughs> no, just kidding. Ryan will be on the DMs. He's got nothing better to do with his time. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, Rob, any closing thoughts?
1: Um, nah I mean it can't go worse than last week, so <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words that is. <laughs> oh, it's it's honestly hard to imagine how it could
0: Hey, what do you mean, mate? This- the wire has got two points, everything's going well.
1: Oh, Warriors are great. Metcalf, I'm really looking forward to Metcalf, I think. I just just as a pure watch, not as a fantasy or anything. Just so that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, nah, for sure. Uh all right, well thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you got something out of it. Make sure to trade wisely. Uh and we will Join you for a week in a footy.
2: Love you guys.